0: Little, little fucking Martians.
1: You bunch of losers! You're working with a professional here! Well, sandworms.
2: The Martian ambassador is going to say a few words.
0: Mars Attacks with Electric
1: Gats there's, there's a Martian right behind me Hey, it's Tom Jones, right?
0: It ain't unusual, are they? All of them stuff, got a pen? Nice fucking
1: model! Taken by the headless horseman back back. Taken back to it is everyone in this village to
0: superstition? Yes, yes, y'all. It's going down right now. Episode 241 of the Triple Shots of Moods and Horror podcast is coming at you live and direct with the homie JP, also known as the Mexicans, and we got Tyler Sacedo back in the house, also known as Freeman Part Two, and I be your host, <laughs> Moods Gia. Yeah. Now, before you ask me why I said Saucedo, it's because I truly cannot pronounce your last name. And I just like saying the word Saucedo. It just flows so nice. So
2: it kind what of is It, it, it Ta- made me sound Taddeo? like.
0: Taddeo? Taddeo? Taddeo. Yeah, yeah, for some odd reason. Tadeo. I can't, I can't remember that pronunciation. It just, it does not resonate with me. It's so crazy. So I'm just going to call just you like, It's Saucedo. like a name
2: like you'll just like never see again in your life.
0: Yeah, are I think that's what it is. It's me? so uncommon that I'm just like, yeah. but I don't know where I came up with Saucedo, but I just like saying the word Saucedo. It just it makes it sound like a samurai or something. It sounds cool. It actually does sound pretty cool. Um, So what's going on, guys? Yes. Episode 241. Um, This is the Tim Burton director's spotlight. So we are going to be talking about um some classics, some oddities. And yeah, I think the conversation will be pretty interesting tonight. But we got Beetlejuice from 1988. Uh, Mars Attacks uh, from 1996 and uh, Sleepy Hollow from 1999. I completely forgot that that movie was actually in the 90s. When I when I popped it in for the show, I was like, damn, that's 1999.
2: It's crazy so, yeah, around that border.
0: Yeah, um, it just it, for, it, it seems like it was newer to me. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I I honestly hadn't watched Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow probably in over 20 years. And I'll be honest, man, I didn't really remember anything from it. I remember watching Sleepy Hollow when it first came out in 99. I didn't see it at the cinema, um, but I think I rented it shortly after. And I was very, very disappointed with it. I don't know if you guys saw it back in the day, um, if what your thoughts were on it. But um, it definitely it's, it's definitely grown
3: on me over the years. So uh, yeah. I've never I've actually never seen it. Oh, before. really? Wow. Yeah.
2: I saw it once when I was like 15 to so like 2006, I think that was the only time I saw it. And I think like, I feel about the same as I did now, but like, I can yeah. appreciate certain things more and I right. can like,
0: right.
2: I know um, the story very well though. Like this is like a very popular story in Massachusetts. I've seen like play adaptions of this. I've been oh, to, like a yeah. live interactive thing. We've read it. It's like, so I'm very familiar. Like I'm very familiar with the story so i kind of right. knew what was going to happen but you don't know what they're going to do in
0: a movie to change it up is, is like the you know like all the kind of twists and turns and all the reveals and shit in this movie and stuff like that Did they? is that like part of like the original story because i don't i'm actually quite unfamiliar with the headless horseman's story uh myself personally so i just kind of go off what i see here in the narrative and like with because like when you, when you think of the headless sort like when you kind of go into it, you're thinking oh it's just like a revenge film you know this guy you know he got decapitated in battle and blah 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 and then he comes back and he's you know he's lopping off heads but there's like so much more to the narrative in the film right it's all like
2: the, so yeah it's it's a, pretty much the same it's it's pretty similar but they all like every different like iteration of the story i've heard like um It always has, like, its own kind of, like, literary twist on it that I couldn't even tell you what the original, like, context is. right. Because, like, I've seen, like, for example, like, I saw that it was, like, there's, like, an old, like, old-timey village, like, a half hour, 40 minutes from where I lived, and I went to some, like, live interactive play there once where you just, like, walked around and they, like, set scenes there, and Mm -hmm. they had a completely different character dying.
0: Oh, really? Yeah,
2: so it's, like, I don't even know what, like, maybe, like, what the real, like actual stories but like the elements of like ichabob cream and like the story of the headless horseman's all pretty much the same
1: right
0: interesting interesting um yeah so tim Burton's show that was kind of it it, it seems like it's almost like an oddball show for us i mean but we do you know i mean if you if you look to the history of the the vaults of the show <laughs> we've covered a lot of different types of shows. People kind of seem to sometimes think that we only do one thing and we don't do a lot of older films and, or this and that and stuff. But if you actually like, you know, look at the broad scheme of the the history of the show and stuff, like we've covered a lot of different things. I, th- I think this one just fits in. I mean, everything from like the Ilsa films to fucking, I mean, we're, we're all over the place. So, I mean, yeah. I think, I think some people would just assume that we would never do a show like this, but. Here we are in the present doing a Tim Burton <laughs> show, right? It's just, it, it, you know, and then we'll come back with something crazy and then, but actually we're just
3: right around the corner from Italian horror months. So yep, yeah, we're going to be, we have such a, we actually honestly have such a wide range of movies that word, we've covered over the, the years. The word I'm looking for, I think is eclectic. It's, you know, it's kind of like it's
0: it, actually it's perfect. It's a perfect way to describe the 22 shots and moves and horror podcast. It's very eclectic because we are all over the place. And, uh, but it's kind of <laughs> like the cast of Mars attacks. Like that <laughs> cast is so eclectic. It's so bizarre. Right. And that yeah.
2: cast is so good. Oh it my is Lord. Just
0: incredible. How many fucking people that Burton got for that, that movie just to like do what he did to half the characters. It's so fucking funny to me. Oh it's, my, yeah. It's such a funny thing that he did, but yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Italian Horror month coming up, uh, we could probably talk about the, did we bring this up before? Did we bring up the directors or what what shows we're doing? Did we announce
3: it? I think we did like last year we announced it, but I actually can't remember
0: if we did or not. Um,
3: but we could, we could talk about it now.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so week one, we are doing Luigi, uh, Benzoni. Who did uh, the fifth chord uh, with Franco Nero footprints on the moon and which I've heard is really OK. So I actually lied. I thought I'd seen every film that we're doing, but i that's one that I actually haven't seen. But I've heard it's really, really strange. And um, The Possessed. Which is really good. Um, The
3: theme this year is first timers. We've never done any of these
0: guys before. Right. And we weren't looking for the most obscure guys and end up doing, you know, a bunch of films that just end up sucking and shit. It's like most of the films on here, actually, I know are pretty good, which is kind of cool. So first time directors with a bunch of pretty good films. Uh, Luciano, your Coley. Uh, with the forbidden photos of a lady under suspicion, death walks on high heels and death walks at midnight. That'll be week two. Week three is my God. I can't pronounce Matt massimo, It's P-U-P-I-L. How do you say that? Pupil, Pupil? I keep wanting to say poopy. I don't know why. Pupil. I don't know. I don't. Somebody will correct the pronunciation. They always do. There's always the grammar Nazis out there, right? Uh, <laughs> terror creatures from the grave. Bloody pit of horror, which I... Oh, I have like a long history with this movie. I've seen it so many times. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I think that it grew on me over the years. The first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? But, but yeah. Um, if you guys, have you guys, either of you seen bloody pit of horror.
3: No, actually the only yeah. films I've seen in this entire list is the, um, Luciano films. I've seen all three of those. Right. Right. And the
0: third, uh, Massimo film is lady Morgan's vengeance. Um, and then the fourth show, uh, which we might have a guest on that um Greg Amortis. Right? Yeah. He might he be joining us. Yep. So he's he's slated to be on this one. We'll see. Uh Poopy Avati. I don't know how to fucking say his name. Uh, The House of the Laughing Windows, Revenge of the Dead, and Arcane Sorcerer, which I've You know,
3: I have, know what, seen, I have seen House of the Laughing Windows before, I think. It, it's a good one. It's a good
0: Revenge of the Dead. I have I, I've, now I know I've said this on my on my channel before about this movie. Like if you go into it thinking it's going to be like a straight up zombie film, which the artwork suggests it's going to be, you're going to be heavily disappointed <laughs> because <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's like that whole factor of like going into Christmas evil as a first time watch and then expecting this like Silent Night, yeah. Deadly Night slasher and shit. And then what you get is like a character study and a very amazing ending that people either like or don't or whatever um but yeah Revenge of the Dead is very misleading in what it is so don't go in thinking you're getting like a fucking zombie film and shit it's just not like that but Arcane Sorcerer I have no idea
3: um, that's one that I remember back way back in the day when we were doing um top 10 of 1996. yeah uh I tried finding it and could not find it for the life of me I tried it all over the place yeah you know I and <laughs> I, I, wish- I found a copy without subtitles Right, right. I wish that um that we we're, I mean, I knew
0: Dave when we did that, sh- Mr. Parker, when we did that, but he can find fucking anything, but he says he has a copy of it. Like he yeah. has a digitally or something like that. So that, that's cool. But I still don't know where the hell he finds half this shit. It's crazy. Huh. So that is the Italian Horror Month 2023 lineup. Uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. There's a lot of really good movies in here, man. I'm excited to yeah. talk about. Like, I'm just itching
3: horror. to watch Italian horror right now, too, yeah. because it's around that time and uh i watched um demons 2 the other night for it was on joe bob and uh man fucking demons Two is so fun dude <laughs> and it just got me in the mood for more italian horror yeah it's so much fun man
0: i, I always like the stretch you know like you i mean we watch horror films all year round but like we really cram them in in october and we watch all sorts of things you get to watch me and you i know especially like, we were very much you know dedicated to the seasonal stuff like halloween films we only watch during the halloween time christmas you know blah 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 so this stretch of three months is like really interesting that we created this italian horror month i watch italian films all all year you know you do too but but you get to watch like these halloween theme films in october then you get the italian films then you get the christmas films which i love christmas uh horror yeah it's it's the
3: perfect streak we've talked about that before i just love you know october then because we created italian horror month into november which is another fun theme and then straight into christmas and then even the end of the year show which is usually fun not so fun this year but (laughs) hopefully it'll pick up a little bit
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
3: hopefully there'll be 10. (laughs) yeah and this is our ninth italian horror month
0: year that's crazy it is ninth yeah crazy yeah
2: yeah
3: next year we got to do something yeah, Interesting.
2: I, for... I've only seen five of these. I've never heard. I've never even heard of people or like any of his movies. I've, um, but I've seen like all those are movies and the, Bazone. I've seen the, everyone except the uh, footsteps on the moon, but those are all like his other two movies are really cool. So I'm like really looking forward to footsteps on the moon and that guy.
0: yeah the possess is a is a really underrated one yeah i
2: like the fifth core a lot too like those are two movies like when like people like like well what's like the next layer of giallo that you like like or that you think is like the best i always like bring up like this like this is a good movie that doesn't really get talked about
0: right i agree i agree um yeah so yeah that's the lineup for 2023 looking pretty damn forward to it man it's gonna be it's gonna be good times so um 2023 <laughs> man <laughs> this man i i know we always complain about every year is like oh this year is not that great i mean honestly i think it's only really been the last couple years that we've gotten to this point in the year and been like damn is it ever going to pick up and it has been like it, i feel like the last like 2 3 years haven't been like the overall the strongest years and stuff and it was kind of, it's kind of interesting too, because we were coming off a couple insanely strong years. What was it, like 17, 18, 19, like some of those years. Yeah, that's like, what I mean.
2: I, like think, crazy. I think from like, a, like
0: crazy heavy to good, like 20 was so good. Yeah, dude. There was so many good years, but it was like the abundance of really, really solid films. Like I feel like in the last two, three years, there hasn't even been like, I, I feel like some of the films that are making these top 10 lists wouldn't even have made my top 15, 20 in those years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that everything is horrible this year. I'm just saying it's not as strong no, as it was. I mean, was there's just always going to be good.
3: Fi- the, the pure amount of films that come out modern day, there's always going to be some good films. But mm-hmm. like the way that I'm looking at it is comparing it to the bangers of the yeah. you know, mid 2010s that were so good that these years now, especially yeah. this year, is just like garbage so, compared to that. Um, so- I don't really know what the problem is. Uh, I, I, I do feel like the, um, like the indie scene is lacking. A, yeah, I feel like, like after, like after
0: yeah. the world shut down for a couple of years, man, I feel like the indie scene got really heavily taken. Over. Like it just, it, it, it's yeah. like, it's sunk. It, it's so weird. Cause I, i was saying this like last year and year before. And so I'm like, where the fuck are all the indie films? Like there's always those handful of indie films every year that get so much buzz, you know what I'm saying? And like, I haven't really heard anything in the last couple of years about like heavy buzz about films and stuff. And it's, it's just, it's really odd that it's been so long. It's like a big period. You know what I mean? Like it's two, three years. You think it'd start to pick up again, but
1: yeah. it's not really like, the case.
0: I mean, the thing that has really gone through the roof though, was theatrical releases. I mean, we're mm-hmm. getting so many, like I think I've seen 17 or 18 theatrical releases this year in the cinema. That's fucking nuts.
3: Yeah. They're and all, I, like, I haven't even been going to, everything because i've just been well i missed feeling i it. missed a
0: couple that we didn't get like the um the demeanor one uh the one on the the dracula one that we didn't get that one here or Dementor mm. whatever the fuck it did. we didn't get that one here
2: that was on prime like
0: next week it was crazy was it really yeah i you don't know, think that. it's on the <laughs> ca prime. i have maybe i should check it out maybe i should look maybe it's on there now i don't know so i still haven't seen that one um but lot of theatricals this year man and it's i've walked out of the cinema so many times this year being like oh my god yeah just not great movies dude like they're like like, a lot of them are just like fine i know like so so many opportunities like there's so much like i'm i'm thankful for that we're getting all these theatricals but at the same time it's like man yeah
2: like oh, one stat I thought about that was kind of nuts. Like when we were doing the eighties show, it was like my number one movie of last year. Like one of made a, my top 10, if it came out in
3: 1980. Right? Oh yeah. The, the, but that's tough. The eighties are tough.
2: It would be, yeah, it was like my number one. And I don't think honestly, I know I'm like a lot harder on modern horror, but I don't think I've given like a horror movie an eight since like possessor.
3: Right. Uh, I mean, I have some eights, but. I don't have anything I have. I don't have like anything like bonafide right now. Uh, I'm looking forward to. Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Yeah. in November. I'm just that, really yeah. hoping that we get it theatrical, man. I want to see it in the cinema. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, But there's really, I don't really know what else is even. Yeah. There's, there's like no left. buzz
0: about like anything late coming out. No, yeah. there really isn't. Oh, yeah. The other yeah. one I ended up watching it was talk to me, but I didn't, we didn't get it theatrical, which pissed me off. So, I did yeah. see that, but
2: that's like one of my top movies with you, but I thought that was just like good,
0: yeah, I mean i it didn't blow me away or nothing, but it it was definitely one of the ones I like more yeah than others this year um did you yeah. did you you guys saw saw Ten right
3: yeah, I didn't yet i'm 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 maybe going tomorrow crazy I haven't seen it i'm I'm shocked that you haven't seen that one yet? well i was still working my way through all the other soft films <laughs> oh you were re-watching yeah because this one's like a yeah i watched like all, the first all one right? of
0: them, dude <laughs> it happens but yeah,
2: it happens between like the first and second one i think yeah
0: yeah it's like yeah, yeah in between that time
1: it yeah
3: yeah i uh i'm looking forward to it though uh, i really love that franchise after rewatching watching it again i mean i i did like it already but uh i don't know they work for me a lot they're just like they're.
2: They have a formula, and if they stick to the formula, like it's at least like fine. It's at least like fun to watch.
3: I just honestly appreciate that they try to keep the same story going throughout like yeah, all the they films. Have, it's they, impressive, yeah. even if it's convoluted. It's impressive that they have done that and stuck with it mm-hmm. for ten yeah, fucking films. We excuse got that the part
2: that they're like <laughs> they look so much older. Like <laughs> when they try to like oh well, this happened twenty years ago,
3: right?
1: right. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Uh, dude, did you guys watch the new Pet Cemetery? There's a new not Pet Cemetery, oh, dude. It, it was not good, bro. What? Like, would if you, I haven't like, heard about. It, did they make a sequel? Time. Did they make a sequel to that remake? It's a prequel to the. I don't even know if it's. I don't think it's a prequel to like either of the films, but it's a prequel to the story, essentially. You know what I mean? Wow. I must've missed that buzz. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it, it, it was not good. Uh, it's called pet cemetery bloodlines on the surface. I thought it sounded like it could be cool because in the book, there is like a lot of backstory that you don't get in either of the movies. So I thought that, you know, it, it could be neat, but it just was, it was bad, dude. I did I, I, I tuned out like the last like half hour of it. I was so bored. (laughs) Was it long? Uh, I think it was just regular, like yeah. 90 minute, probably
2: like movies like that that are like you can even could just be like, okay, just feel so much worse when they're like 105 minutes instead of 90. Yeah.
3: Yeah. There's still some, I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch the new Stephen King boogeyman movie. Um, oh, still don't haven't bother. seen VHS yeah. boogeyman was, it was, it was bad. Really bad. It was it's really like,
2: bad. Have you ever seen like all those movies? Like, um. Like darkness falls, Mama. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's like imagine like you gave an AI like all those movies and said write a 2023 version of it, and that's what you would get.
0: Yeah, I I walked out of the cinema just laughing. I was like, that was that was atrocious.
3: Yeah, it's so bad.
0: Yeah, like the yeah. Nun Two. Oh my God! Like
3: you got to stop yeah. with I, these movies, I The first Nun and it even made my top ten that year. But the Nun Two is just. I think it's. I think it's just played out like the whole conjuring universe yeah. I, i'm not no, feeling. i think oh. yeah,
2: i think it's time to find
1: something else like and
2: the thing is like i have a weird relationship with that franchise because like i don't think i like literally any of the movies except like conjuring and like conjuring too like i don't think i like, i think any of them really good, but like i ex- excuse it all because i like the concept of it
3: I think the best and like the best ones are the two Annabelle sequels. I don't... Yeah. So, so the two Annabelle reason, sequels are...
2: I'm like, a lot lower on those than
0: most people are. It's funny because I hated the first one. I, we've talked about this. Yeah, actually, the first I one, the, I, they're better than the first one. The first one's bad. The first one came out on my birthday, like, years ago, whatever year it came out in. And I remember seeing it in the cinema, and I was like, oh, my God, that was terrible. But then the second yeah. one was good, and I, I felt like they got better. Yeah. Like, very odd. But... Um, yeah, there's been some really, I've walked out of the cinema a couple times this year and just like rolling, like laughing, like a haunting in Venice. Oh my God. I didn't see that one. It was really bad. It was super bad. Like, oh man, it's just your typical, oh my God. It's you guys saw the exorcist, right?
2: I didn't see it yet. I didn't. Not, I have yeah. to see it for it. like I'm at the point where it's like, usually I'll just go see all these movies, even if I think they're not going to be good, but I think that's I, all we've gotten for like six months. So I'm just like so fatigued of like going and seeing these movies.
0: I know. Lots of fucking bad sequels. I mean, <laughs> lots of bad sequels and shit It's just this like year.
2: everything's a sequel and like... A lot of it, everything's a sequel, or like a remake, or just like something like the Boogeyman. That's just like a generic movie that's been done a hundred yeah. times.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that story. Yeah, I know. It's it, it's it's really funny to me that they just adapted that into like a full length film because it had a short. Right, it, there was a short done off Stephen King's uh, story, like in the early nineties. I think there was like a. Sh- the, a oh, the
2: yeah. I don't know. I read a lot of his shorts, but like they don't. They blend together because, like, I've read like a, like at least three or four of like the shorts compilation. Books. Right,
0: right. Yeah. And then it, I'm just surprised to see like a full length come out of this story, you know, all these years later. And it's like, it's not even that good at all. It's so generic. So, dude,
3: the, yeah. the, the, um, the fucking one of the worst movies I saw all year long was one of the first movies I saw in the theater. Um, it was called Fear. Oh, my yeah. That's what you're saying. Dude, it was so skipped, bad, man. That one. <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. I was like, how the hell did this get yeah. uh, uh, theatrical release, dude? Mm-hmm. It was
2: playing it... like 40 minutes away. So like, I'm not going that far.
0: Yeah, dude. It, oh, was, man. it
3: was not worth it.
0: <laughs> I think I think the one movie this year that actually surprised me because I went into this movie thinking it was just going to be trash. But I I knew that I knew about the real story of it. So I, I remember certain things from watching things about the the uh, the pope but uh the the pope's exorcist um yeah i actually enjoyed that as well yeah me too man like i thought russell crowe did a great job in this film man like his italian accent and talking italian like it was really but it was the story of it though too is like there's a lot of you know you know the corruption in the church and all that type of stuff so there's like two things that are happening in the film and stuff it's not just your straight up like possession film where you're on a bed puking up fucking green shit. it's not like that but i thought russell crowe knocked the shit out the park man it was pretty cool, but I, I like I like the character like I like the real person and stuff like he was just so like in his own little world and he' was like, Fuck this, I'm doing my shit my way. He didn't really care about the rules within the Vatican and shit like that, so mm-hmm. kind of cool I, I I like that kind of rejection like they they really didn't want to like keep this guy around, but he was doing his shit and he was getting shit done and i I just like the guy I, I like the the actual character, so it's kind of cool. I watched uh ten movies the other day, bro. 10 shit. in one ten day in one day that, that's like that's like the old
3: that's like the old moods right there dude i i that's i don't think i've ever watched 10 i think the most yeah. i ever watched was like nine
2: yeah um, i was gonna say like maybe i think i know i done eight a
0: couple times but like yeah. why did you end up watching 10 movies
3: i just started watching them and they just kept going man i wasn't doing anything that day i was just off and i started with jigsaw and then I watched Amityville 2, The Possession, then Spiral with The Book of Saw. And then Joe Bob came on, so I watched Demons 2 with Joe Bob and All Hollows Eve. And then I watched Hard Rock Zombies, which I you, I, you gave that film a fucking four, dude. <laughs> that movie is so bad. Dude, that movie, no, and it's
0: it's like it's like a really loose, but yeah, I I enjoy it because it's so
3: fucking stupid and bizarre and shit, like like the Nazi shit. Dude, it's, it's 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 a rough one. It was a rough one for me, especially after All Hallows Eve, and then uh, I rewatched Beetlejuice again because why the hell not? Then Graveyard Shift, Pet Cemetery Two, and Night of Living Dead. So and, the, and, the, and these
0: were just like random watches.
3: That's yeah, crazy. I mean, pretty much. I, I I finished off the Saw films. Uh, I had watched Amityville Horror on 4K the night before, so I was like, I had to follow it up with Amityville too, of course, um, because we also lost um, I'm blanking on the name. What's his name? Burt Young. Oh yeah, yeah, Burt Young,
0: right? Oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So yeah, we lost right, him, young passed, So. Right? and yeah a lot of people have been passing away jeff burr passed away yeah that was crazy man Fuck. yeah it's unfortunate but amityville 2 dude i fucking love that movie so much so yeah, that's a good one <laughs> that that's uh that's and the the amityville films always feel octobery to me so mm-hmm. uh i always watch like the or not always but i like watching the first two during that time and of course graveyard shift is like a yearly tradition for me to watch it's not even set on Halloween but it always gives me that that October vibe
0: yeah it's always such a it's always such an easy fun watch man I love it yeah I watched uh I watched a new VHS the other night on shutter what speaking of shutter man what the fuck happened to shutter man and they're like the films that they
3: you know they they used to be it used to be so good I know I think they There's been a lot of discussion about this online. Like a lot of people were saying that shutters going under, um, I think honestly, they, they, I think they raised the prices recently.
0: They did actually. Yeah. I got a notification. I I was like,
3: oh fuck. Really? I think they should, if they, if they're raising the prices, maybe that'll help with acquisitions. Mm -hmm. Maybe I think uh, what I really think happened Personally, like one, I think that uh, you know, if they ran into like a little financial issues, which I know they had some layoffs and stuff like that. But I think really what has changed the most in the landscape is the competition. Everything has a streaming service now. Yeah, you know, when yeah. Shutter first came around, they were like the first ones doing the horror thing. You know what yeah. I mean? And then now you have uh you know obviously you got Netflix and and Hulu and all those but you even have like Screenbox and Full Moon streaming and um I think Arrow has a channel now
2: Arrow has um, a channel yep
3: yeah it, and uh Kino has one so I the competition know Kino one is a, a lot more but yeah I mean I get, get those other streaming and a lot of those You know what channel are-
2: honestly even gets really good horror movies
3: like like, really? I yeah.
2: swear to God, they get good. They get like even like they'll like they'll like stream like all of John Carpenter's best movies for a month. It's like crazy. They actually get really good movies, especially thing, around like Halloween and stuff.
0: Right. The thing is with Shudder, I like I, I like this, the, the, the site because of like the modern stuff. Like I don't, I don't yeah. subscribe to Shudder for. Uh, the retro films because let's like pretty much everything they have on there. I already own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I use the service for like the exclusives and the newer stuff, like, you know, like VHS 85 and stuff like that. Like, that's why I have this. And, you know, a few years ago, like they were getting, there was, I mean, some of our top tens, I had like three, four shutter films in there. Like it's just, they, they were putting out some pretty good stuff. Just not, I mean, it's not at that quality right now, but a lot of these other services that you mentioned and stuff, like are they providing modern films on there or is it just their catalogs that they have? Like, Kino, I know has such a wide range of, um, you know, more retro films and shit like that, but are they, are they putting new stuff on there also like full moon? Um, I, mean, I mean, obviously full moon is doing their own thing. I mean, I know they got the anchor bay and they got all the blue, they got all that shit, but are they providing like the, uh, modern? Films too. I, I don't know. Services? I don't
3: have. Yeah. It. I I don't have it. I think it's mainly their library. Yeah. But, um. I I do know that like Screenbox is probably like Shutter's like biggest competition right now. They're on the yeah. come up and they're getting more stuff. I
0: actually don't even know Screenbox. I haven't even like. Yeah. It's,
3: it's actually pretty YouTube good. One.
0: Yeah. So what what does it cost to subscribe to Screenbox? Is it like a?
2: It's less is it a regional than a thing?
3: Shutter. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like uh it it's pretty think, cheap. Is I'm it pretty available? Sure you can
2: just buy it.
3: Oh, I don't think he is. It even a monthly? No, fee? No, I think that I think it's a monthly fee. Oh, okay, yeah, or or, or, screen or screen it's a couple. Okay, before. it's fifteen bucks by for six months. I think. Yeah, fifteen bucks for six months, four ninety nine a month, or twenty six ninety nine for a year. <laughs>
0: the first thing it says on my when I went to the webpage page says this title is not available in your location. So I'm assuming ScreenBox is maybe just available for America.
3: Maybe, Maybe for right now. But yeah. Um they the one cool thing that they get they they have a couple documentaries. Like they did the the Pennywise documentary. Oh and okay. The, is that okay? The Freddie document or the Robert England documentary. I and I then they did that. The, they did I saw the one cool thing that they did get, like that I just didn't see anywhere else is they got a couple of um Indian films like uh The Fright Night remake from india the scream remake from india or rip off oh, whatever you want to call it and that then, sounds interesting yeah and then another one too that was also like a like a ripoff type thing um, Did you that's what India
0: does with the horror films man that like mccall hall whatever it is like that freddie yeah. ripoff that shit is like it's fucking legendary hilarious
3: man. are they like
2: are they like bollywood movies with like the singing
3: and the dancing and yeah, stuff? yeah i haven't watched any of them but i i started watching the scream one just because i was kind of curious i said um, that when
0: we talked about like mccall M- M- hall whatever you want to however you pronounce it but like that movie could be pretty good if they would just take out the song and dance right yeah no it, there's actually it, some
3: interesting um stuff that, that like freddy's stuff in there
0: yeah like it's got cool. it, it has its moments but it, it takes you out of it and some of the sequences are yeah. so long
1: yeah like the movie up being like two hours long
0: you could easily cut out 30 40 minutes of it just from that shit, and it, it, tighten up the movie like i would love to just go in there and just do that just edit it take that shit read out and just keep in sequence and it, Yeah, I think it would change the. the I
2: kind of look at it this way. It's like, you know, like how when you first, very first start watching Italian movies, like it's kind of like tough because it's just so like jarring and weird. And like most people, I think it's the same thing with Indian movies. But like it just like you have to watch even like, I think like the barrier to like get used
0: to like singing and dancing is just like higher than. The but thing that yeah, blows my really mind about dialogue. the singing and dancing is how out of place it is sometimes like, yeah, sometimes it, is breaks sometimes into like it, it. it's oh, not even fuck. part of the narrative. It just breaks into a fuck. It's like a music video in the Dude. middle of a movie. I
2: it's love so that movie, random RRR that came out last year, but it was like, it's a nanny to be three hours long and it was three hours long. So you just like a, at least a half an hour of just like random singing and dancing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're just like so over the top though. It's like the, the like it works better in that than like any other Indian movie I've seen. But they were also doing ridiculous shit, and then we're like punching tigers in the face.
3: <laughs> so um, that Screenbox box also got like the the cube remake from Japan, like oh, right. exclusive, Ooh. right? So that I I like what I like that they're getting stuff that's a little bit um harder to see, like for like the those Indian films, but also like they're like the cube remake is such a weird, I like existence thing anyway, because normally it's American films that are remaking, uh, foreign films. Whereas this one was a, a technically Canadian film that was remade by Japan. <laughs> hmm. it's, it's, it's honestly not that good of a movie, but I, it was cool to, to finally see either way. Um, but yeah, the, the, Screenbox is pretty cool, and they they get like, uh, the the Terrifier two that was like their big title. Whenever it was like got out of theaters, they were the ones like, that got it, and then mm. like the Barn two is on there. Oh wow! And uh, I I don't know if they got the WNUF sequel or not, but that seems like oh, something that shit, would be Oh shit, man! There. I forgot
0: about that. I need to I need to see that. Some I need to maybe
3: pick that up or something. Yeah, that that one's fun as well.
0: <laughs> so. VHS eighty five. Where do you guys put that into the franchise? I didn't see it yet. Really? I didn't see that? Oh, I've only seen like three of them. I thought I was like the last one to see uh, it out of like our crew.
3: I actually, yeah. well, I started it the other night. I watched one segment and fell asleep. Um.
1: So it's really I, solid.
0: I, I I really like honestly I thought that like all the the segments were actually pretty solid in this one which is, I can't really say about probably any of the VHSs really there's always one that's pretty weak for me. But um this one I felt like was pretty strong through the whole thing. I like what they did with the first one and how it gets incorporated and so it's pretty cool. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. So but pretty well done. Pretty well done. I think I definitely like this one more than the last couple, more than the last 3 for sure. So
3: I, honestly they're starting to run together together for me like the first three i remember like really uh knowing like which one was what like you know that they, they yeah, i can tell which ones one is which seen. but like I the I last, got burnt out what is it? there like six now yeah this is the sixth one i i honestly oh, nuts, i don't know dude. if i
0: like brain farted on this but like when i i think mike married me he messaged me and he said hey have you watched vhs 85 yet and i was like i kind of paused for a second i was like there's another VHS. What the fuck? Like, I swear I didn't even know there was another one coming out. Like, it just <laughs> popped up on Shutter. And I'm like, oh shit, crazy. I'm Is like, oh, eighty five. Like them. a new year now. I know there's like VHS ninety four. Yeah, there was there was the viral, which I don't remember what year that, that was. The
3: third one. Viral that was the, the one one, third I, yeah. one. Yeah, viral and was the ni- last one. I and saw.
0: then they did ninety four and the ninety nine, and then they went to the eighties oh, okay. with eighty five. Uh, so so what? What was viral? When was that taking place? Well, like what years was that in the nineties? I think it was just modern. Oh, was it modern? Okay. I don't remember Cause like viral was horrible. I remember yeah. not even liking one of the segments and I was like, damn, like, how do you go from two really solid anthology films? Like one and two are pretty good. And then third one was just like a
3: total fucking.
2: Yeah. Like, and it, it had, just the um, ball. It had do like think, VHS 81 laser disc.
3: I I think think VHS Viral only had three segments, too, whereas the other ones usually have like four or five, I think. I was actually thinking about this when I was watching VHS
0: 85. I'm like, you can't really go back too far because like handheld cameras and shit like that. Really? I mean, people had them in the 60s. I guess you could take it back that far, but it would be a lot harder to do narrative wise because the technology was just so finicky and so, you know, so fucking minor back in those days. So primitive. But you couldn't do one like a period piece like to the 50s because like nobody had a fucking camera in the 50s, right? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> right. But like, you, but, like the seventy. 30. but it makes sense to go to the 80s because <laughs> that, the was, like, the that was like the heyday. That was like the heyday of having handheld camera. Like it, when those things were made available to the public, like people were buying up those things left and right and making videos and shit. So it completely makes sense to make one from the 80s, right? So
1: yeah, yeah that's cool.
2: I
0: liked it. Yeah. yeah that,
2: it cool. that like opens up the idea for like, that would be cool if they're all just like handheld things of like people fucking around with cameras in the 80s. Yeah. yeah, it was, I, man, There, there's some
0: pretty good stuff in 85, man. I, I mean, hearing people say it's like their favorite one besides like maybe the second one or first one, whatever one. Where's the them? second one, I think, stands out
2: to me the most.
0: Yeah, I can't remember which one I like more. If it's the first or second one, I'm not 100%. Sure. It's the first one the one with like chase neiser he does the the alien one is that in the first one that's the that? second one I, okay that is the second one okay i was yeah. fuck man there's so many segments that now that I one remember.
2: like that one's kind of scary
0: yeah mm. on that note too i was feeling like, like i would i was putting off kids versus aliens all year because i kept hearing people say it was like it wasn't very good and they were so let down by it and stuff like that and i just kind of forgot about it Anyways, I was on shutter looking to see what was new on there and stuff. And I was like, you know what? Fuck. I'm going to watch. I'm going to f- pop in kids versus aliens. I haven't seen it yet and stuff. And like, I kept thinking to myself, like, they're like, Oh, you know, people were saying that it, it was nothing like the, the, the short from VHS and blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, I didn't really want to see an hour and a half version of that. Anyways, I wanted him to kind of do his own thing with that idea. And that's what I got. Man, I really enjoyed kids versus aliens. And, and I, I just felt like the kids were fucking hilarious in the movie, man. Like filthy ass metals and shit. It was fun to me.
3: But I, I watched um, Tom DeLong's movie, Monsters of California. It was okay. I don't know. Um, that one. Yeah, it's like newer hmm. this year.
0: I know you made a movie. It's cool.
2: Did you guys
3: yeah. watch
0: Kids vs. Aliens? Did You You saw JP? GP, uh-huh.
3: right? Nope, okay. I haven't.
0: I kind of like the last
2: couple of weeks have kind of like taken like a movie breaks. I cranked out like so many in the last like three months. I think I like need to like refresh my brain.
0: I feel like I've been watching them like just period. Well, I haven't, man, my movie watching has been so down this year, but I've been watching, you know, a new 23 movie every once in a while here and there. And I've, I've, you know, I've watched 27 from this year somehow. It's kind of (laughs) weird, but a lot of those, like I said, like 17, 18, those I went to the theater and saw, Right. Yeah. So I started out really strong and I was like going to the theater like twice a week. But the last 3 movies I've watched were all streaming like one was on Prime or uh, yeah, one was on Prime the totally killer and then, uh Kids versus Aliens and VHS 85. So, you know, it's I guess it's kind of picking up a little bit. Um JP, did you watch the New insidious Cuz I know you're a fan of the franchise.
3: No, actually. That's another one I missed. Crazy.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So I actually I had never. It feels like we started missing the movies all at the same
2: time. So maybe I'm yeah so maybe you got like the same fatigue that I got, or just like, I'm just not going to this.
3: Yeah. Place. I just had a lot going on in my life and was like, not watching movies pretty yeah. much. But I mean, I, that's I, totally understandable, man. Like, I, yeah, I, I was trying, per- like, when I, I
0: knew that we were getting Insidious, the new Insidious film at the cinema, and I was like, fuck. I started thinking to myself, I'm like, shit, dude, I haven't even seen past part two, and I had part three and four. I had the first four on Blu ray. So I just rewatched them. I watched the first four leading up to the fifth one. I was like, okay, so kind of did that. That's a franchise. that would be fun to do on here. Maybe one day it's, you know, it's, it's solid. I mean, it's, there's, you know, there's films that are better than others and stuff, but I don't think any of them are terrible at all. No,
3: No, I don't think any of them are bad. We haven't done a franchise in a while.
0: Yeah, I know we haven't done one in a long time. I think the last, we did a trilogy. Joyride.
2: What's the
3: biggest one you haven't done? Uh, Friday and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, those are the two big ones we haven't done. We've done and pretty much Psycho. Oh
1: yeah, we Psycho. never did Psycho. Yeah. Um,
0: we've done a lot of like the smaller. Well, I shouldn't say smaller, but we've done like Halloween, we, how the Howling, um, fucking children. Yeah, corn, it's like no, like nobody's funny. Like which is funny. People
2: have done Friday the Thirteenth.
0: We have so many movies to catch up on. Like the Scream shit's getting out of control. <laughs> like, like we're going to have to do, like, it's going to be a whole show of just screen catch up. Um, we have to do the new Halloween trilogy. Like th- that's, th- there's what, how many new, there's what two children in the corn f- films or three that we ha- that that's come out since uh, we
3: did that. Three or because no, there, two, because we did catch catch up on one of them.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause there's, um, the one from this year. Or no, no, just on one, Shutter. just
3: one children in the corn. Is we it didn't just do the newest one?
0: Okay. So it's the one that just came out this year. Which, um,
3: which I watched actually a, in the airport.
0: I was coming back from Buffalo and I was watching, I was in the airport on a layover and I was like, oh, fuck, I'll watch this shit. Uh,
3: we have a Tremors. Um, We have t- two, two Leprechauns. Two, saw, two Saws, two Leprechauns. Uh, What yeah, else? Man, these, two, screams, no, okay.
2: these are two Screams. These franchises are going so Two Screams. At this
3: a, point, we might as well just wait for the next screen to do a Do you think they're still going to
0: be making Scream movies in 20 years? Oh. The new Evil Dead movie, Evil Dead Rise.
3: Yeah, it's another Dead. one we got to catch oh, up on.
0: Jesus, there's um, so
3: fucking many. It's just yeah, unbelievable. There, there honestly is a lot now. You know, by the time we get to all these,
0: guess what's going to happen? There's going to be two new Halloween movies too.
3: <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't dude, that would be good. so
2: fucked. They're would... going to be on like the next like Halloween trilogy.
0: Hmm. <laughs> oh my God! Shoot myself in the head. Uh, it's kind
2: of like with all these different re- with all these different like reboots and just like like legacy oh, sequels, whatever you want to call them. It's still like kind of interesting. We haven't gotten a Friday the Thirteenth in
3: like twenty years, dude. It's sad. It honestly. So what's this shit about like them?
0: All this buzz about like a new Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I, you know me, I, I never follow the internet news and and read into shit. And like I'm always behind because I just don't give a fuck. But um, like in fact, actually, here's a little here's a little tangent here. And like I'm so infrequently on Facebook and like on the interwebs and shit that I was on my Facebook the other night. I was looking at, I had to go to this page because their store is just on their page to contact them. Anyways, I digress. But so, and I was somehow clicked on my friends and shit and realized that no, no, I, I picked up my phone and it, and there was a recommendation for my wife to be a friend with my wife on Facebook. I was like, I don't even have her as a friend on <laughs> my fucking Facebook. I'm like, man, I'm I'm like the worst Facebooker ever. But anyways, um, I don't exactly know what I was getting at there.
3: Uh, the nightmare on Elm street. Oh I don't yeah. Know yeah. Anything. Oh
0: yeah. Anyways. But yeah, the nightmare on Elm Street. I was like, I read this thing. It popped up on my feed or whatever. And it was like, yeah, Robert England was asked to do new night. I was like, he already said he was never going to fucking do Freddy again, blah, blah, blah.
3: Oh, and that art that pops up every couple of years.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't even really read it. I just kind of read the thing. I
2: think I like, we've reached the point where like, it would be better to have a Freddy That wasn't Robert
0: England. Mm-hmm yeah and yeah. just not and just not the dude that played him last time
2: yeah
3: just, I, well that was just that I
2: there was know. a lot wrong with that movie it was just like we didn't, didn't know what it wanted to be
3: i don't know what you really do with with elm street at this point i it personally i would literally just do like a dream warriors style movie
2: I don't want to sound like a grandpa, but I think they should just like leave some, just like leave some of these things be no,
3: and, fuck <laughs> you.
2: I I'd rather have it. I just not. think it will be really, I just think it's cool that like 20 years from now, like people look at like, okay, so this was like the big franchise of the eighties and nineties. And then like those same people will be like, oh, there's fucking 13 of these saw movies. And then like the people discover the saw like franchise and then like their generation has their own like new franchise. Mm-hmm. like i'd rather them like i'd rather find the next franchise than just like keep trying to like milk these old
3: franchises i just feel like they're they're i'm always gonna be i'm always gonna have fun going to see a new like halloween even if the movie's not good um that's all i
2: feel about like most like most stuff like that yeah
3: it's it feels like an event movie because it's it's so known and I, I like that about it, but like now, mm. I guess A twenty four potentially is doing a new like they're getting the rights to the Halloween. I think somebody franchise. else got the
2: rights to it. Like there was a bidding A twenty four. I think like, Miramax got it.
3: Miramax twenty four like did all the get. Blumhouse shit, man. Now Miramax yeah, is the ones who owned it before, though. That they're, they're the ones <laughs> who already owned it. So yeah, oh I don't know, oh, I don't
2: know that. that maybe I read it wrong. I thought I read that there was like a bid, well they owned, like, owned they, most of them, A24 didn't they? Twenty four did a bid and yeah. Miramax won the rights or like won the bidding war. That's what I thought I read. I might be mistaken.
3: Um, well, cause the Halloween franchise was owned by dimension, which uh, Miramax was a subsidiary, right?
2: Yeah. I don't know. I'm not good with yeah. all that stuff.
3: Yeah. That's correct. but I, I, from what I understood was that the way that I interpreted it, but I didn't really look into it is I thought that, um, Miramax was going to do a TV show. That's what I thought I read. And then it says, um, yeah, M- okay, Miramax wins TV rights, the Halloween franchise. That's weird.
2: Yeah, um, probably, that's probably the same thing I I said, I saw.
3: Okay, that's, that's, well, who the fuck? Well, I guess it, maybe the Cods owned it then. Ma- yeah, Malika Cod. Yeah, so Malika Cod was the one who owned it. And his father was Mustafa Akkad, who started producing them mm-hmm. early on in the franchise. It, it, all this rights stuff gets so confusing, especially when, you know, the whole Weinstein thing happened. Yeah, it's and, super like, confusing they went now. Under.
0: Yeah, because everything is, yeah, it, everything is just a fucking mess right now. You can't keep up with that shit. Because everyone and bought then, up everything and then it changed hands. Oh my God, you can't keep
3: and, up. And then there's like those, those laws where after a certain amount of time, the original work like reverts to the writer or something like that which is starting to happen now we saw right. it with friday the 13th and i think elm street maybe uh it went back to the craven which estate I had, never I, heard
0: of. I had never heard of that law until like the friday shit came out i was like what i'm like it reverts to the writer i'm like where the fuck like, that, to me that seemed well, like it, was it, like a it makes sense thing. because
3: if if that law was put in place in the, like the 70s or something like that we would just be getting the films from the seventies and eighties hitting that like 50 year mark or whatever the hell it's supposed to be you know yeah. what i mean yeah that's what so. i was just
2: thinking. i was, was like oh maybe it was like i don't know like a 30 year like patent or something
3: right yeah who no, knows it, i think it's like or, a, a
2: law, or me i think it's like maybe maybe i'm wrong again on this But this will make sense with friday the 13th is like maybe there's x amount there's like certain amount of years you can hold the rights without doing anything with them before they revert back to the writers so i remember that was a problem with like um the hellraiser franchise and that's why like hellraiser revelation got made that like like for like no money and they made it over a weekend like they made it so they could retain the rights and, like i think an that we hellraiser had talked movie. about that
0: with the hellraiser films before because like all those kind of middle sequels and shit they they were making all those movies to obtain the rights Right, oh, I didn't
2: they, know those were like that too. I thought that was just Revelation.
0: Yeah, the reason why those like, movies kept coming out so yeah. frequently in that time period is because they needed to make one to to retain the rights and shit. I yeah, think it was we,
3: like probably, every like yeah. 5 years or yeah, something.
0: Yeah, they, they had, had to they one. had to keep doing it. So if they made one then they would re- retain the rights for so long and then if they made another one just it would just it was like a just a circle. Yeah. Right? So Okay.
1: Yeah, I it, didn't know it
2: was all those sequels. I thought it was just that Revelation
0: yeah. The one. Yeah so yeah the shit does get a little bit confusing I, I try not to think too hard about it now because it's just it's so it's so but, confusing but you're right it's with the Weinstein also, shit is all fucked up like it, who also who knows who has any i was anymore. even
2: surprised to see like mirror max like attached to a project like that i was like oh i didn't know that was still a thing
3: mm-hmm. yeah, well also like and, and this is where it gets really confusing is um so you have di- because like like the friday the 13th franchise right like um the original writer of that um was it who was it minor was it s- steve minor uh steve Miner, i don't yeah well, those are some direct
2: no um was it, it him? was it? Was sean s cunningham the writer
3: no he's the director oh okay of the mm-hmm. original
0: film yeah minor did what part two and three
3: yeah um who did he write those two
0: did he wrote That's... those two but he directed two and three right but he never did he write those uh or is he? Sorry, Victor Miller out. was the writer. Of Friday, yeah, I was going to say because Steve minor directed two and three. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, two so ones. that
2: would seem weird if like somebody else like directed right. Yeah, wrote in <laughs>
3: 1980. So, so the weird thing. So when when you're talking about rights, so minor or Victor Miller, sorry, wrote the original Friday the 13th. So mm-hmm. when the rights, you know, revert back to him or whatever after the certain amount of threshold of time has passed so that's where it gets confusing because technically he owns the rights to the friday the 13th story the first one but any of the sequels become not in there right because like like probably the hockey mask is probably not able to be used and it gets really confusing when you start dealing with like the semantics of all that uh, which from what I understood when he got those rights back, he w- he's technically like, if they would make, if like paramount or, or Warner brothers or whoever owns the Friday the 13th, like sequels or whatever, if they would make a new Friday the 13th, they essentially couldn't encroach on the original script and like the ideas in that one, but they, and maybe even the name, like the Friday the 13th name, but it, it gets so like weird and, and lawyers involved. I think that's what also like prevents mm-hmm. a a film from being made but look even when you look at the child's play franchise right like uh mgm owned the rights to the first first film yeah and then uh universal had the rights to uh all the The sequels so that's why we got a remake while the original franchise is still going on uh with don mancini in them
1: Right. right
3: so that's why you had that uh the the other or was it was it Universal did the first one and then MGM did
0: no, the sequels? No, MGM did the first one. Okay,
3: Do you guys so, remember
2: that box set that was like Childs Play Two Three and Bride of Chucky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember somebody actually I it I, I, I distinctly yeah. remember this too. I was in HMV one time and there was a guy in there looking at this. He's like, and he's like staring at the fucking box set and he's like, Why the fuck is the first film not in here? He's like, Why is it a box set of two, three, and four? And I was like, Because the first one is actually done by a different studio right this is a different studio putting these out and he's like he couldn't wrap his head around he's like this makes no fucking sense i'm like no it makes perfect sense actually yeah
3: it, <laughs> you it can't is just release weird, something though, that someone
0: else i know and you're right though that was a very confusing thing when this original franchise is is going on they're doing sequels and stuff and then all of a sudden there's a fucking child's play remake but it's because mgm had still retained the rights they can do what the fuck they want with that film right yeah but Nothing they, can, do they, they can't City. do
3: anything from the sequels like they can't do no no uh you know the, they can't um, use any of the character no they or... couldn't use any
0: of the characters or nothing because they don't own no right the rights are owned to that studio where the original they can do what the fuck they want they i mean they could keep going they could make a sequel to this i'm actually quite surprised yeah. that they never actually I mean, made a sequel to the remake yeah. to be honest
2: I mean, yeah, yeah they went a completely
0: good. different route with it so like i think do have a foundation to like go after that movie was like one of those films that just like tore people right apart they're like man it was like i i thoroughly enjoyed the new child's play movie and then i remember seeing people talk about it and they're like it it was fucking terrible what the fuck did they do with this and i was like man it was just like one side of the spectrum to the other you know i mean generally how it is within the whole realm anyways you know
2: i i didn't think it was very good but like there's a i thought it was fun that that just, i thought the whole end yeah, of it was, it was fun, fun. Like, like i'll say that but there's a couple moments that just like there was a part at the end where i can't remember if it was the mom or the kid but she was like dangling from like the rope Or something or somebody was like dang from some rope but somebody on like their like their weak hands like their left hand or something just made one swipe and cut this like thick rope like all the way out and i remember (laughs) they sitting there in my seat like yeah fucking right
0: (laughs) and it just uh, it's oh my god yeah i don't know (laughs) i like the idea that i the route that they took with the the remake, and i think that was a lot of people's biggest problem is that they didn't like what they did with the narrative so
2: yeah see like that stuff doesn't bother me it's like do what you like i would rather them like just like do something completely different with the source material than just trying to tell the same movie
0: right right i mean do we really need a verbatim remake i mean we, no, we, like, what we've made do? this we've made this well it's fucking, uh um psycho i was like, gonna it's, say it's, that it's, that
2: is the perfect example of like why you just like
0: don't make the same movie exactly because yeah. it makes no fucking sense to do that you can re- you can take some source material and then do your own thing with it why make it verbatim it makes no sense to me why you would do that because it's fucking boring like who like who's gonna look at oh psycho it's the same movie it's great i'm like why even make the fucking thing
3: if you're, if you're gonna do it like frame for frame
2: Remarkable. How bad that movie is compared to the original for being the same exact movie.
3: The yeah. ones that are very the same, uh, like obviously Psycho, is the the prime example of like oh, the only different. example of a movie like that I could think yeah. of. Right, it's, but like it's stuff it's like, like for I could
2: think of another one actually.
3: The Omen and uh, Funny Games, um, the Stepfather. Both of those are really fucking just soulless remakes that have like they're just the same story again, but it's fucking boring yeah yeah. i hate yeah, that that funny you games. have to do something new same you director can't do though. the same exact shit
2: yes and there was actually like he made the first movie be after being inspired by watching like violent american movies so it actually makes a lot of sense that like he would make just like an english remake of.
0: i like both versions I'll, I'll be honest i like both versions um the the remake like the the dude that plays the main character in that make he he was cast perfectly in that though yeah michael pitt he, yeah dude he's fucking he's just evil man I thought he did a good job in that. So,
1: yeah, I, pretty- I don't have
0: a problem with that, though. If it's going to be the same director, it's like, but like yeah. remaking Psycho was at Van Sen or whatever, fucking did it, and like it was just like, what? Why? Like, I to this day, I'm still confused why you would think that's a good idea.
3: It, it's that. it's also just like a, it's like you're you're making, it's like you're taking something that Hitchcock did, and you're like claiming it as your own right like that's that's how it feels because you're essentially doing the exact same thing hitchcock did but you don't deserve to be attached to it in that way because you didn't do any of the work you know you just don't get
0: it though like like remaking hitchcock stuff seems so like if you've seen the original movies like you know, Rear Window has been done a hundred times in different ways and stuff like that. Very yeah. similar. Like, Disturbia actually kind of enjoy Disturbia. Like, that version yeah. of Rear Window and stuff. It's okay. Um, but, it, like, if you're familiar with all the classic Hitchcock stories and narratives and twists and turns and shit like that. And, and then you go and remake that. Like, when you're watching the movie, an updated version of it, you're like, well, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> right? So, you can't do that. You got you to take the idea and do something completely different. You can't. Like, the Psycho just doesn't, it doesn't work at all. Because if you've seen the original film, you've seen this movie before you saw the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no, no, like, it's just, it's so anticlimactic. It's ridiculous. You can't remake Hitchcock movies because what he was doing with his ideas and his twists and turns and shit were so unique and so original that they're ingrained in your mind. You can't do that again. Can't fucking do it.
2: Yeah, there was no, I mean, you can do it. You can theoretically do it.
0: You just can't make it work like it did back in those Mm -hmm. days. It just doesn't work. You got to do something different. So whatever it is what it is fucking. Re- but, you know, what's actually kind of funny. I'm looking at my list here. So i watched 27 films from 2023 and nine. I just counted nine of them are either a sequel or like a franchise film or like a remake or something like that. Like it's either a remake or a sequel. Nine. That's literally a third of the movies I've watched this year. That's yeah. yeah, that's crazy, man. Like I was just looking at so scream six evil dead rise insidious five meg two none two children of the corn saw 10 the exorcist uh and vhs 85 is you know another fucking franchise film. crazy
3: yeah and i think there's even a maybe more too we need more we need more solo films we need more renfields <laughs> well that's even like a franchise kind of
0: it is, it's, it's, it's totally is though, right? Like, dude, that movie was, it's like literally the definition, the textbook definition of popcorn flick. Like I was I at the cinema. Well. I fucking was, I was having so much fun with I was in the theater, like almost all by myself. I think there was two other people in there and I'm literally like, you know, the, the Michael Jackson meme where he's just sitting there eating the popcorn. That was me. <laughs> I was enjoying it, man. I was like, oh man, Nicholas Cage, come on.
2: Oh, if even, I go um, see like a horror movie like that in the theaters and there's nobody there, I'm like thankful.
0: Yeah, I w- I was laughing out loud to myself. I was like, "Fucking yeah. cares, man!" It was funny. It it was is
2: I have a bad habit of laughing at something in a movie theater that nobody else laughs at, and I feel like a jackass every time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> also, um, Malum that that's a remake. Which one? Malum, M A L U M. I don't even know what that is. Oh, um, Malum! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what that is. Oh, that it was remake. Yeah, yeah, last yeah. shift remake, but the right. same director. Right, right. It was okay, but Ma- Malum or uh Last Shift is way better. In my, did you, opinion. you guys see Project Wolf Hunting this year? Nope.
0: Nope. Never heard of it. It's a Korean kind of. It's bad shit. Oh, Korean. It's like this. It, you gotta see it man it's like takes place on this like boat and shit it's fucking know, this big cargo ship or whatever project and cool. and shit goes bat shit in it man it's like i thought it was pretty cool i know i think mr parker was a little bit low on, which i was surprised actually that he was he didn't love it but i thought it was great it's one of my favorites of the year actually
2: Good i think my favorite of the year so far is infinity
1: pool oh, i f- not like in it's,
0: love with it. I, I've, yeah, I've, I actually really liked it, man. I, it was funny, man. I kept hearing people say, oh, you know, it's kind of lackluster. It was kind of like the same thing I was hearing about Kids vs. Aliens and stuff. And then it turns out that those are like two of my favorites. But Infinity Pool, I love the idea and I thought the execution was good in it, man. I thought it was Yeah,
2: cool. I think part of it is just like, I was like, I, David Cronenberg's my favorite director. And obviously, like, his son takes like a lot of, like, a lot of ideals from her, at least like a lot of the same vision is right. like, inspired by his father right. and i really really liked possessor that i think like i just like i was i was looking for another bop like that and like i might have like
0: well, looked possessor, at it a little too harshly possessor was my favorite film of whatever year it came out what two years ago the two I think years ago? it was like 2020 was it yeah it was my number one film of that year and i think yeah. antiviral whatever year what that, was that 13 jp antiviral or yeah. was i think a while it's, actually, he I think it's actually i think if we did 2012 I think it would actually qualify for 2012. I think it might be 2012 yeah. theoretically. Think, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it'd, it'd be a contender. Cause I loved antiviral man. Like the, this, the aesthetic of that film and the casting, like I love that I always forget his fucking name. You know, the, the, the ginger king. Yeah. He's really fucking good. But the white aesthetic in that film is just, it's so like vibrant and just so real and like surreal and real. And like, mixed with that fucking bright blood oh man there's just something about that film it's just captivating to me i love the idea too it's great and then infinity pool like i was you know it's always kind of like is it going to be a letdown or is ever everything that people are saying true blah 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 and i'm like no i really enjoyed it man i enjoyed the casting too i thought it was just really good man like yeah the casting was good in it yeah mia goth is really knocking it out the park these days yeah she's yeah, looking she's forward, forward to really Max amazing, man, more. dude me i too. can't wait i'm like Honestly, so far, like X and like this is if Maxine lives up to like what those two films were for myself, it's going to be one of my favorite trilogies ever. Like oh, I yeah. absolutely love those those two movies, like love love those movies. And yeah, uh,
3: yeah I, Pearl is so
0: good, it's so good. Man. I
2: think I think it was a good jump from X to Pearl. I think Pearl was like I just like better. how it's so
0: tonal, di- tonally different. Like it's well, so different in everything, and that, that's what works. But I think Pearl's going to be also in that in that realm in that vein too because like this one's taking place in the 80s and it's kind of like a totally different type of narrative like it's gonna be i think yeah. it's gonna be something special man like i i love the fact that all three of these yeah. movies are different times and uh oh, it's great man Pearl yeah, it's felt a, great a little
2: more daring to me and i thought that like just like that kind of signified that like him working with like mia goth was like they're colla like them collaborating to so it was going was putting forth like a better product so like that's why I'm like really like expecting better things from Maxine. Cause now this is like their third go together right. and just the setting of Maxine, I think is the most appealing to me than any of the other two.
3: Yeah. I love the setting of Pearl dude. Yeah. Me too, man.
2: Okay. I just like, the, I like that like trashy, like early eighties, like,
3: yeah i mean me too but i just thought pearl was cool because it, it reminded me of like the fucking wizard of oz or something dude yeah i, I
0: can see why you say that it does right it, it almost has that like kind of kid feel to it but it's so for adults yeah. you know what i mean yeah, like it's like that, the
3: the early 30s 40s like hollywood aesthetic
0: yeah like that white picket fences and the fancy dresses and hair everyone looks prom or you know for proper and shit and it just it, it works so aesthetically it works so well yeah. but yeah like i hope we do get like a like a gritty grimy kind of fucking joe Spinell, 42nd street maniac type vibe to and th- it, that would be amazing that's what i, I want I, it's probably asking a lot because really like a lot of people don't even really do that even attempt to do that's that the thing i kind of trust with ty West, films. Though.
2: yeah like i think like mm-hmm. i don't think he's the greatest but i think like He's like kind of like a little underrated. Like I think he's got, I think he's got a good eye, and I like, I have, I have faith. Like he could do really well in a setting like this, and that he's like matured as a filmmaker, like working with the same actress like this three times, and like even like leaving horror for a little bit.
3: Well, here's the thing too: is I feel like Ty West has always had the talent but hasn't always had the money. You know what I mean? Like this is a good chance for him to break. out. You know what I mean? To actually have funding and a big push. Cause if you look at his films, right? I mean, Going back to the roost, which was just like Like, anything. It's a total
0: independent film. And then Cabin Fever 2, like he was hired on. Yeah, he was director, But he he was literally just a hire on director and like he had no control over anything. So he did the movie and then his like Cabin Fever 2 is theoretically not even a Ty West movie because that cut of the film has nothing to do with his vision at all.
3: Yeah. Even Adam Green had like sections of that film written and it was just there's so many Mm -hmm. people were involved in that movie. I think he showed a skill. Yeah, I think uh, he showed
0: a lot of skill on that film.
3: The Sacrament, sacrament, House of of the the Devil, and Innkeepers, they're all in like indie stuff. They never had like a big marketing budget or anything like that. Yeah. And you can all
2: you can make all those movies for dirt cheap.
0: But that's yeah. what I like about you know movies like House of the Devil though. Like you, you can obviously tell it's very low budget. It's it's mostly set in one in one location and, but he you know he creates this aesthetic to it that's like so appealing to people that like love that gritty early eighties seventies fucking vibes and shit like that. Like he creates mm-hmm. such a great aesthetic and you know even though the story is not anything we haven't really seen before, it, it's still very appealing to you know us fans and shit like that. I think the House of the Devil is right. a great movie um it's just but i the thing i like about ty west is that you know he obviously takes his inspiration from like 70s films in general because he always has such a slow burn to his movies and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people if you associate horror films with the 70s what's the first thing comes to mind dave z always mentions it man he's like the fucking 70s and the slow burn shit like that's why he's not the hugest fan of like early 70s films because he it's i think he's just too impatient for it man like there's a lot of build-up to films and that i think that's where Ty West does it really yeah. well, at least for me, anyways, because I love the '70s and I love slow burn films. As long as there's a the good, I like pay- slow burns. Yeah. I always have to emphasize: as long as there's the payoff. And I feel like House of the Devil has that type of payoff to, for me, at least. You know, The Innkeepers. You know, a lot of people, same thing. Like, oh, the payoff, bubble. I wasn't great. I love The Innkeepers. See, I love shit that's set in hotels and and that kite. I've that, actually that, never like, slow seen burn. The Innkeepers. It's, and The Innkeepers is really good. I think that movie is like really overhated. I rewatched it. I think last year, just out of the blue, I was like, you know what? I just feel like watching the innkeepers, and I'm like, man, you know it's it's not gonna fucking bl- it's not blowing your mind, but yeah. it's so entertaining. It's I just love how like the characters, the interaction, like the setting of it and stuff. He just he manages to always capture those things that I love. You know, you know, I can't speak for everybody, right? Because yeah. we all have different tastes and stuff. But he does the things that I like, and I feel like he does them well. So,
3: yeah, no, I'm 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 a fan. I I was not. I'm more of a fan now after these last two than I had been Mm -hmm. ever before, even though I've liked all the movies I've seen. I've
0: never not liked a Ty West film. I mean, I haven't seen the, the, um, uh, Western that he did, I think.
2: I haven't seen the Western, but I'm very interested yeah. in it. I really the like value of violence. I, I think like, that yeah, one think had, had a rough
3: production as well. From what I remember hearing
2: it, but it's, it's just showing he can like do something different and work with characters differently, which is just like that. Like it's just valuable experience. You can take with you to like other genres and like make things your own.
0: Yeah. I couldn't tell you what Shorty did in ABC's of Death, though. He did one in ABC's of Death, right? I think it was the. It was um, terrible. It was it the was worst the... one of the first
2: ones. The one where the girl just like goes and like like has an abortion in the toilet or something.
0: I think I'm like one of the only people because I'm. Yeah. I, I it
2: know, was like, like lazy. It's like it's like literally like forty seconds long.
0: Oh fuck! Okay, yeah, I don't even really remember. Like I remember actually keeping track of the ones I liked, and it was like i think i only maybe like nine or ten in the first abc's death of like the 26 i kind of feel like
2: like f in the first one a lot of people just like they didn't like there was just no template and maybe like i i kind of believe like ty west just like misunderstood the assignment
0: right but i prefer that what's the the movie sequel. ABC's of Death Two, I actually liked more than the first one, because I, I think I remember liking more than half of them. Like, wow, that was kind of a big improvement. Where I feel what like the consensus was most people didn't like the second one at all, and I was like, the fuck, I don't know.
2: I think I was the opposite. Yeah, I think I like. There was a couple I liked in the second one, but I think I much preferred the first one.
0: Yeah.
3: What What's the anthology movie that had the raping Santa Claus?
0: Oh,
2: the animated
3: um, um, one, the Clay.
0: December. December.
3: Oh, what the that fucking <laughs> thing <laughs> was, that was
0: amazing dude bro. that that i actually told that story to the wife one time you were telling me about carly had watched december and then yeah, you me mentioned so-
3: it together i think
0: or whatever and uh you mentioned something about um oh yeah like the rapey santa one she's like rapey santa because i think she watched it on prime or something like that and it oh. they cut that short
3: out we didn't yeah, have that's there. right. And she's like, What animated that.
0: one? There was no animated one, and she's like, What the? fuck?" And then you realize that they'd actually cut out that, yeah, because it <laughs> was
3: super fucking <laughs> major pedophilic, you know? It was, it was <laughs> Santa raping, fucking, it was brutal, dude. children, yeah, like, really yeah, like with, bad. with
0: fucking tools, and she, it was brutal, man. I was like, Oh my god, it was by far the best one in there because it was just like shocking to see, it was crazy.
1: Dude, but it I was watched right December again. Actually, mind,
0: there are some really good shorts on December. Actually, but there's some pretty bad ones. But overall, I actually end up enjoying December as a whole. It is hit and miss. But I, I like the was it the it was the Diodata one, right? The one with the yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. So that was okay. But yeah, there was some there was some you know, like all anthology shows. I mean, there's literally 25 fucking shorts. It's like the ABCs of death, right? There's so many. Um, did you like it overall?
3: yeah i remember liking it i thought it was pretty fun
0: yeah there was there was definitely you know like every anthology is better than others but i i thought the 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 good ones were like really good you know enough mm-hmm. to be like yeah this is pretty decent overall so but yeah yeah it was good yeah it was fun it's fun shit. oh man i gotta tell you the story so me and the wife we went to this uh, steakhouse on friday we hadn't been to the k it's called the keg and so we're sitting in the lounge and shit like that. And we're just like, didn't really feel like ordering dinner. So we just got like a bunch of appies, like, you know, some fucking <laughs> calamari and bunch of like, I think we ordered like five appies and shit. So we're having drinks and we're fucking, we finishing up these appies and shit. And the waitress comes by and she's like, Hey, it's like, you guys, are you interested in dessert? And we're like, man, yeah, fuck, I don't know. Um, so I'm like, yeah, whatever. Just bring us a menu. So she brings us the dessert menu and she comes back about like, you know, 10 minutes later, whatever. And she like, you guys decided on dessert and like, yeah, this so is going to sound a little bit weird, but um, we decided we're going to order like a fully loaded baked potato. <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> she looks at us and she started laughing. She's like, yeah, never heard that one before.
3: That's, that's an interesting dessert.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Because we ate all these appies. I'm like, man, because I love their fully loaded baked potatoes. They're like, never get them. And I was like, oh, I just feel like. Do you get mozzarella sticks? No, 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 no. No.
3: We got calamari. Uh, They don't have that's my favorite fucking. They don't have them there. I got like sticks.
0: Well, escargot, calamari. There was like garlic shrimp. Um, deep fried calamari with hops, or not calamari? Um, cauliflower with hot sauce, and I think the mushrooms Neptune, which is like loaded with like crab and stuff like that and shit. So I think that was the five. And then we ended up actually getting dessert after that. So we got those like Jesus. Bro. Or oh, man, we were just like, I was fucking I was like hungry shit. I mean, it worked, dude. I'd walk like, you know, like 25, 30 clicks a day. I don't know how many miles. It's like, what, 15, 17 miles or something like that a day Packing shit. so I was hungry as hell when we got there, man. And I was just fucking yeah, I was hungry. <laughs> so but yeah, I heard the look on her face was fucking priceless, dude. Like, yeah, baked potato for dessert. That's that's definitely a new one. And the funny thing was. So I get the bill, and she don't, she charges for like a side, right? So it was like three dollars for the baked potato, and we got cheese on it too, and the cheese was fucking two bucks.
1: <laughs> don't yeah. like the cheese was
0: just as much as the actual baked potato, fully loaded. I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs>
1: <So> stupid.
0: <laughs> I just thought I had to tell that story because it was kind of funny, but yeah, we're weirdos, I guess. Canadian weirdos. Two dollars mm. for cheese. I know. I was like, what the hell? Two bucks? I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. And the baked potato is massive, like for three bucks, like fully loaded. That's a, actually a really good deal. Because as you know, like appies now are just out of control price. Right? Like everything's so expensive.
2: Restaurants are crazy expensive now.
0: It's like sad. Oh, dude, it's yeah. like out of control, man. It was like out of control. Apps are like 11 bucks.
3: Oh, man. Yeah, we, were, went to, the where was like we went to that restaurant. We went to it at Wasteland. Tyler, it
2: was like I didn't go. It was like,
3: oh, you didn't somewhere. go with us.
2: Yeah, because. I don't know, like so. There was like miscommunication, and like Jeremy was like, "I'm I'm God, I'm not waiting for anyone." And
3: Dude, it was, was
1: like,
3: it was funny. We were chilling at the table at like it was like nine o'clock, and uh, Jeremy was like, "If I order a pizza, do you want do you want any pizza?" I was like, "Sure, I'll eat pizza." He asked Dave Parker, "He's like, Dude, I was gonna order pizza. Do you want any pizza?" He's like, "Dude, we just went to fucking dinner," and Jeremy's like, "Yeah, fucking eight hours ago." <laughs> it was, was such it, a classic was, Jeremy. Was Swans it eight team. hours ago? Eight. Yeah, it was. And we're like, it, it was. Like, it was like six, seven hours ago. We went to dinner, and it's like, it, it was just funny because Dave Parker literally ate like this giant milk. It wasn't that big. It was a milkshake, this giant plate of nachos, and then a burger and fries. Holy and like, shit! Because he'll just, he'll just like inhale all his food he'll eat like one time but he will eat like a shit ton at right. once yeah. he, he, oh, so out he eats everybody he there fasting
2: yeah he probably as fast yeah
3: uh, he'll, every honestly every time i went to dinner with him he's ate more than all everybody else and he's like the skin well the
0: year that, <laughs> that we went to that asian place uh wasteland last year <laughs> i think i was the only one that ate all my food i was so fucking hungry had oh yeah a huge plate of food i inhaled like i was starving i don't know what it was but i was just like <laughs> And even the wife was like, "Holy shit, man! You ate that all? (laughs) It was a fucking lot of food, man." Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but yeah, I think David actually he had leftovers because he brought some back and shit like that. I think he, yeah, yeah,
3: actually, yeah.
0: (laughs) I was surprised. I was actually surprised that he didn't finish all his food, but yeah, that was a lot of fucking food, man.
3: Sweet
0: shit. Um. Yeah. Got anything else? Nope. Oh, I did want to say jp are the worst
3: oh 31 so, days I knew, oh my I was god for like, to, like i was gonna uh, give you credit
0: time. you know on the day 17 maybe 19, 19 <laughs> day 12 you didn't even make it to friday the 13th man
3: dude well, what had happened was bro <clears throat> i literally on saturday um or friday i forget what it was but i worked literally fucking 19 hours straight dude is that because you guys had
0: people sick or just short staffed no
3: our internet went down which means that like all of our reservations are gone everything like we can't do we have to do everything on paper and it's oh god so easy to fuck up and send somebody to a room that you already gave somebody else taking a trip back to the 80s dude and (laughs) but it's even worse because you don't have the resources that you would have had to keep track of things back then all you have is these downtime reports but they're just a mess um and they're also not very updated because we don't have internet to print new ones so we have to get hilton to send us them through fax but they weren't coming through this was come through every two hours but i only got two in the entire 19 hours so it was just a huge pain in the ass and i i had worked the morning shift 7 a.m to 3 p.m and then the person coming in in the evening couldn't handle it. So I stayed with them and then stayed all the way through that shift. And then all the way through the next shift, I stayed like three or four hours through that one. And I was on the phone all day trying to get people to come out and fix our internet. And it turned out that the they were building a garage, uh, not a garage, a, a car wash next to us. And they had cut our line somehow when they were installing stuff on the pole.
1: Oh fuck and they
3: it was like Columbia Gas or something uh cut our line and just never did anything or said anything and we're Maybe just Maybe they didn't there. even realize. Yeah, we're just sitting there for hours and hours without internet thinking we don't know why so we're calling all these different places. <laughs> Finally we got a technician to come out and when he tested stuff, he said it went the, the fiber went 165 feet and then stopped. So he's like, it sounds to me that would say a lines broke down, but yeah. the line goes under the, under uh the back road and like it's underground. And so we had to put like a temporary line up for, for, you know, it, I think it came back on at four in the morning, but it was just a huge fucking mess. And then that's why I canceled last week's show. Cause I was like, I had, I planned on when I got off work watching sleepy hollow and, you know, and, and all that. And I just kept falling asleep and I was like, I just can't do it. (laughs) But, you know, I didn't expect to work the 19 hour shift.
0: Yeah. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. It's a whole fucking day, man, without internet. But, Oh,
3: that's also why I failed 31 days (laughs) because, because, uh, I, i didn't have time to do a review even though i i had watched like i had like 10 movies i could have reviewed i just could have threw on a video but i just didn't feel like it but Mm -hmm. i'll get to them eventually (laughs) yep yep
0: but you know again it didn't surprise me i was just shocked that it was day 12 i think that's the worst you've had in like 10 11 years of that (laughs)
3: Probably
0: Usually almost get to day 20. It's almost the same day every year, but this one was just, it cracked me up. I was like, you need to make Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck unreal. <clears throat> All right. Well, I guess that's probably going to do it for the intro. You guys got anything else? You got any no, just house clean? Before we
2: leave. Oh shit. what did I do? Oh, okay. Now I press the button. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Uh, just before we leave, uh, Ty west completely i just want to appreciate back in house of the devil he shot the face off of the woman who would go on to direct barbie <laughs> really yeah that's greta Gerwig. that gets her head blown off in house that's of the actually devil. pretty great oscar nominated director
0: really
3: oh fuck i had yeah. no idea that's crazy Yo, what did she Barbie came... get nominated for
2: again no, no so she got nominated for little women but Barbie oh, is probably like,
0: going to.
3: I
2: guarantee you that's going to get stuff at least, like at least for like visuals, like yeah. But given just the climate of of things, I can bet you it gets more than that.
3: Hmm. Oh, I one movie that's non horror that I I watched this year that I fucking loved was uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Dude, <laughs> kicked ass. Really? Yeah, it's good. Best turtles film in, since the original ninety. 91 or 93 whatever year that that one came out
0: it's like it's animated right
3: yeah it's animated got ice cube in it yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> i heard that i heard that he does a vo- who, what voice does he do
3: uh the f- the fly the oh. what's it? the uh super fly <laughs> of course
0: he plays superfly
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing that's awesome yeah it's yeah I, I gotta check it's it good. out man i've i actually never saw those like 2000 Animated Ninja Turtle movie. Did you watch those ones? Oh,
3: the um, the the the, animated- the Michael Bay ones. I, I Michael- saw the
1: Michael Bay ones. CGI. One. Really those are bad.
3: like the CGI ones. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there was two of them in the. Yeah, yeah. And the then 2000- there was an animated one from 2006 called TMNT. Oh, that right. oh That's already.
2: one I saw. That Never one. mind. I, okay, so
0: there. I so this is actually the fourth one from the original live action ones.
3: Um. Well, this is this one, I think technically, so I think TMNT technically is a sequel to the original three because they do reference it. And then this one I think is like its own thing.
0: Yeah. And those, those other ones, the Michael Bay ones are just his own thing too. Yeah. I never, I never too. watched it. So I, I, I actually haven't seen any of those. It's crazy.
3: I started I watching VHS, the, Michael so the Bay original one, one that I like wore out as a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the first one, the very first one is so good. I just yeah. watched it this year. Like, yeah, for like a. a the re-watch. third
0: one is so terrible, man. That prequel one <laughs> turtles oh, in time. type. Oh, thing. it's bad. It is so bad. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's going to do it for the intro. Um, yeah, we'll be back with uh, with some Tim Burton talk.
1: All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, who this?
0: Yo, Modes, it's your boy, the oh. ill-mented, funky child, calling you to remind you that the featured reviews on this episode contain spoilers. Aw, oh, yeah, man, that's right, brother. Thanks for the heads up, player. Now go back to being an unproductive asshole. Fuck you. I, I tell you your listeners know. to stop being so dumb, silly, sensitive. Yeah. And now, our feature presentation. All right, so getting into the featured reviews here on episode 241, Tim Burton Director Spotlight. We are going to start this off with a film from 1988 called Beetlejuice. Have you guys ever seen Beetlejuice before?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I I grew up watching Beetlejuice Beetlejuice Beetlejuice, bro.
0: I think Beetlejuice is one of those movies I think that I've seen so many times I couldn't even count. Right. It's just it's just oh, one of those yeah. movies for me, man. I
3: actually took Carly to see it for the first time a couple years ago at a drive-in. She had never seen it before.
0: Wow. That's crazy, yeah. man. You were there to witness a fucking first-time viewing on Beetlejuice. That's nuts. Yeah. I yeah. Actually it's such a
3: unique movie too that it is fun to watch people's reaction to it. Right.
0: Yeah, I actually saw Beetlejuice when it came out on video, so it would have been 88, 89 whenever it came out on video. And like I just fell in love with it, man. It's just got it's got this vibe it just sucks you in you know it's like i don't know
3: it's It's one of most. it's it's such a unique um take on honestly everything death afterlife uh it is you know it's it the world building in beetlejuice is incredible
0: right right all right quick little synopsis for the one or two people in the entire universe that have not seen this movie or don't know what it's about Uh, the spirits of a deceased couple are harassed by an unbearable family that has moved into their home and hire a malicious spirit to drive them out. Okay. I always get a kick out of reading these INDB things. I always say it every time, but sometimes they're just written so funny.
3: <laughs> I, don't know. They, I believe they finished film in Beetlejuice
0: 2. You know, I, to this day, I still can't believe. That it actually got made because, man, there was talks about doing one. I think even in the nineties, right? yeah, since <laughs> yeah, like like right after this movie, as long yeah. as
2: I can remember, there's but, always been Beelg.
0: So, talks. what's the story with why they never produce a sequel right after? Because I know this movie did really, really well, like obviously at this at, the, at um, the cinema and like home market, like the home video market and stuff like that. Why, yeah. like, why did was there not a sequel made right after? Like, did Tim Burton just know. not I mean, want to do I original... think the studios would be pushing for that because, like, really, like, this was a huge moneymaker and it was probably going to make huge money on a sequel. It's weird.
3: Yeah, the original one was beetlejuice goes hawaiian i believe was the title of the
0: oh jesus god i'm so (laughs) glad
2: they didn't do that
3: that was the idea see i never really looked into this
2: i
0: just always wondered why a movie like this never had a sequel when they totally could i mean they they set it up to have a sequel really right like i mean the the way it leaves off and stuff like that like you could you could build from where that is like i mean they're all they're all coinciding together and shit like that like it's just I don't know, you could go, you could take that and, and, and roll with it, but it's just very interesting to me that, you know, these movie, every single movie gets sequels now and even back in the day and shit, but this one out of all movies that did so well and legit was set up for a sequel kind of thing, never materialized until 2023. Like it's literally 25 years later. Yeah. 35. 35 years later. That's what I meant to say. I'm yeah, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs>
3: and uh, the cool thing though you got winona Ryder, uh tim burton michael keaton all back for the movie so that's fucking promising at least
0: yeah i don't i actually have not looked into like the uh, the narrative or the the casting or anything but like baldwin and and gina davis like al bob and gina they're not in it
3: i don't know i don't know about that like what about like all the supporting people
0: like like catherine o'hare like is she I, I get Jeffrey Jones wouldn't wouldn't be in it because he's been he's been blackballed, right? He's been blackballed from Hollywood.
2: I would be surprised if like he showed up in the movie. Uh
3: actually it does. The cast does have oh wow, Jenna Ortega is playing um Winona Ryder's daughter. That yeah. actually is fucking uh, perfect.
0: When when I know Winona Ryder's daughter interesting.
3: it does <laughs> say Catherine O'Hara is in it and then oh. uh, Monica Bell- Bellucci. Monica, Monica Bellucci. Bellucci it? Wow,
0: that's random. Thing. She's like from Irreversible and stuff. Like, yeah, Bellucci. It's... She's actually a really famous. And French then William Defoe. Will- William Defoe? Defoe. So okay. So uh, I wonder if they ever approached
3: he's Baldwin a and everything. Gina
0: Davis to come back and do this. Because I mean, I, why wouldn't you, really?
2: Yeah. Does Gina Davis I guess it, still act?
0: I guess it depends on the narrative, right? Because if you're taking them out of the equation.
3: Well, it, it, well, I, that's the thing that's confusing to me is because um, they're re, they re. I saw set photos where they rebuilt the house and the the bridge and stuff like that. Right. So it must be <clears throat> taking place in the same house. So then why wouldn't they be there?
0: Because in theory, based on the narrative in the f- original Beetlejuice, they're stuck in the house for 125 years, which is co- playing into that death lore, which I really like. Yeah. So why wouldn't they be there? In theory, this if, if you're doing this in real time, it. <laughs> it's 35 years later. They still have like an eternity left, like 90 years left in their term Yeah, of being stuck in the house and shit. I, I, it's interesting. But yeah, like I was thinking about it too. I was like, yeah, Jeffrey Jones, he there's no way that he'd be in this new movie because he's totally blackballed because he got caught with like child porn and shit, right? So you got blacklisted from Hollywood yeah. and he'll never act again. It's kind of like the whole Kevin Spacey thing
3: i didn't know that actually That's yeah crazy.
0: i know jeffrey jones was one of those guys that was yeah, in a lot jeffrey of big jones movies is, uh... in the 80s and 90s and shit he was like that he he just he was popped up in everything he's like literally like he was wasn't he in um ferris bueller like he was the father in that he was yeah
3: wasn't he the principal oh well or, or they, i mean the principal they probably, not the principal they probably didn't say, get fucking baldwin because of the shooting i forgot about
2: that yeah, he's kind of i was about to say he's kind of like embroiled in some controversy right now um and i don't know does gina davis still act
0: I don't know i haven't seen gina davis in anything in years but i forgot about the alec baldwin shooting yeah that's right he's a fucking killer that guy likes to shoot people <laughs> on sets I he's in some he's
3: in some trouble right now i think they dismissed it i don't i oh. honestly
0: don't know what i i mean i heard it was you know it's an accident i mean these things happen. i mean it Look sounds at, like
3: the the, the randon uh, lee
0: the, the same the thing fire,
3: what do they call oh. the people that handle the weapons on set the prop uh the prop um prop oh, department, or stage manager germany no, no it's it's something specific for guns
0: yeah i would assume um, it, you should have one job probably if like a firearm
3: supervisor or something yeah, yeah there's a name for it but uh so is this the they same they per- didn't really
1: do their so, job basically well, it,
0: was this the same person that was on the, the set of the crow or what <laughs> like <laughs> fucking brutal man that was a, that was a really tasteless joke but anyways um yeah, and then Otho, like he died. He died what, like fifteen years ago or something like that. Um, what's his name, Glenn Sandix, Shandix, something like that. You know Otho in the film, right? Yeah, yeah. A really weird look and shit. Yeah, he died like a long time ago, so he's obviously not appearing in part two. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, Beetlejuice, nineteen eighty eight. Man, yeah, I got along. Like I've seen this movie so many damn times. Like I grew up with it. Like I had the tape growing up. I probably wore it out and shit so many editions. I I literally watch it all the time. Like, it's just, it's it's one of those films. I think that this is actually the reason why I became obsessed with, like, miniature cities and shit is because of this film. I love looking at them. Like, I could never build and do shit that myself, because I have, like, no artistic ability when it comes to, like, woodworking and shit like that. I could never do that. But, like, I love looking at those things. You know, the scaled cities and, and miniatures and shit like that. And I think it's because of this movie. I think it's because of upstairs in the attic and what he'd built and shit is fucking cool, man.
3: Yeah. Um, And you know, it's uh, even like, I remember watching this as a kid and like just loving that model and was like, yeah, so cool, dude. I just love the fact that like the
0: way they do it, you know, like, they die and then you know they're told that they they come back to the house and there's a book for the there's a manual for the dead and she It's got they create this whole lore <laughs> yeah. and stuff and then and then they're told that they're actually in this house for 125 years and they gotta do this and that. I fucking well, even the about-
3: creativity of when they try to leave the house they're in a fucking like desert with these like sandworms is just yeah. fucking cool, yeah. dude. It's it's like, like
0: this weird, like <laughs> it's like this middle world that yeah just only exists in death because you can't like that's what it is you know and the whole sandworm thing is is an interesting idea man i I always wanted like more of the sandworms and shit but then i know right it It
3: feels it feels like there's much more to explore with yeah with that and even even like when they get to the you know they talk to their caseworker like how how that whole thing's set up like you have a caseworker for when you're dead and all the people in there like the 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 dude with the shrunken head, the hunter with the shrunken head. And then the, the native guy, like yeah. all these people have such rich stories that you just get a glimpse of mm-hmm. like the, the football team. It's like, team. I, I don't think <laughs> we, I don't
0: think we survived the crash coach.
2: <laughs> I'm not your coach.
3: He survived. <laughs> I'm I not your couch. <laughs> Oh, man. He survived. But there's oh. just like,
0: there's so many memorable scenes in this film. Like, even with like the Deo shit, like, you know, with that song, yeah. like, I mean, i when I hear that, I just associate it with Beetlejuice.
3: Oh, right. 100%. Yeah.
0: 100%. Man, it's just like, it instantly goes right back to that scene of Lydia, like, up in the air. And like, it's just crazy. And, I like the scene when the dinner scene. It's uh, it was one that always ingrained in my mind too. But like when they're trying to scare them off and shit, and like with the shrimp coming, like basically the hands or the shrimp turn into the hands yeah. and they grab the face and shit. But that whole scare scene, like there's a lot of creativity done with the song and dance and and just just a lot of thought put into like almost every scene and shit but i i think really the big seller here is michael keaton as beetlejuice like he creates this character <laughs> Dude, he's so, so
3: fucking funny bro. it's so it's
0: so fucking funny and it's like it's like almost kitty funny at times too and he's like when he honks his fucking balls and he's like <laughs> it's like nice fucking model he kicks the, the tree board. falls over and he's like
3: nice fucking
0: model <laughs> nice fucking bottle Honk hong kong and he fucking honks his balls i'm just like no fuck
3: and he's such a creeper too right because he's like he's just like and he's talks so fast and mumbles and there's always like words that he sneaks in or jokes that he sneaks in yeah like it takes you a second to even realize what he what he said
0: dude he's he's so good in this film man he's like incredible the one thing i like about beetlejuice man is is the actual design of him too like his his crazy ass hair and he's he's kind of like it's almost like his head is rotting well, he's dead, right? But it's it, like he, he of, has
3: um, moss, like, yeah. mo- like, like, mo- like, you know, from trees, like tree mm-hmm. moss, like growing. He's been living space, on the ground,
0: so. right? Yeah, <laughs> but you're right, though. the 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 um the scene where they first go into like the caseworker place and stuff, and they, they forgot their death manual and stuff because they had, they were all naive. They didn't know what the fuck yeah, they were doing, like that. But the all. characters are so awesome, man. Like the the what what is it like the stripper that's been cut in half and stuff, and then you got the shrunken head, and you got like all these. I love
3: the smoking, the guy (laughs) is smoking the I've been trying to cut
0: back myself. Oh my God, dude. Like (laughs) the voice that comes out of that is like the funniest. It's so clear and it just it it doesn't even fit what it should be, but it's like so much better than it should be. You know what I mean? Like the voice is amazing in that scene. I I don't know. The voiceover is great. But yeah. Like, and it, just
3: the idea that like you have to like wait in like even in, when you're dead, you have to like wait in a fucking waiting room to go see your caseworker. Right. It's fucking takes forever. But it it's makes just, sense the, though, right? Because they're playing into yeah. the
0: fact that like there's so many people dying all the time, right? Like it's yeah. going to take a while before you get to actually visit your caseworker and shit. And, and you only get so many visits and shit. Yeah. And,
2: it's like there's all these rules for being. I like how she's all jaded cool. too to from doing this for like however many. <laughs> for Oh, who knows yeah. how long. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Dude, and even, like, the chick behind the... Was it the chick in the kit behind the counter that had the slit wrist? I'm like, dude, that's fucked up.
0: Yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> I like the really? dude on the fucking... On the zip line. He's like, yeah, I'm just feeling a little flat today. <laughs> He's been totally run over. But I like when he goes down the zip line. He, like, goes between this, like, little... These walls. <laughs> Six inches. I love that shit, man. It's so funny to me. Uh, it kills me. Oh, man. But, you know, like, starting off, like... The one thing about Beetlejuice that is that I've always loved and actually about all three of these movies, man, is um, is the Danny Elfman music like, you know, he was he went hand in hand with Tim Burton, obviously. But really, this was kind of this was actually before he did the Simpsons theme, right? Because this is 88. I think the Simpsons premiered in 89 kind of Not thing. Sure. Yeah, I think the Simpsons came on. So Danny Elfman became like a household name because of the Simpsons name. I feel like anyways, um, he'd been doing work before and stuff. But the 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 music in this movie to me is so iconic. It's so fitting. It's so playful. It's just it's so memorable. Like that guy is a master of scoring films. Like he really does do. The, I mean, I mentioned this so many times in, in movies like there's there's films that have very forgettable scores and in the music that doesn't fit properly in films but then there's other films that have such great musical cues and scores and things like that and i feel like danny elfman's one of those guys is like Emoni marconi man like they they just always kind of get what they're doing they're they're taking yeah. that they're taking that vision that you know these directors have and and they're just they're they're placing it properly and i feel like elfman is just one of those guys the music is so amazing to this film it's so great so playful but they got killed by a fucking dog, man. They really, they got killed by a dog. Right. What a bunch of, what an asshole dog. But it
2: had to be quirky. It's a Tim Burton movie.
0: Yeah. Right. You miss the dog and then, yeah, it's, it's pretty good shit, man. Yeah. But,
2: yeah. I don't think like, it's like weird to say it's like, I don't want to say I didn't understand this, but like I saw this movie really young and I'm like, I kind of, I don't think I like understood like what happened there. Cause I I remember them just like being there, and i like I remember like any time I saw this when I was young, I just remember them being in the house, not understanding like how they were dead. So for whatever reason, I just like my brain cannot connect that when I was young.
0: You couldn't connect that they they fell and through like, the the bridge. Yeah,
2: I don't I don't know what it was, but like for whatever reason, like I never like got it. Maybe I only saw this on TV, or I just like took like ten minutes to like <laughs> like adjust to what I was doing. I think but, the like, thing that, that always, always confused... confused me when I was young.
0: I think the thing that always confused me about when they die on the bridge is how and why they were allocated to back to their house. Like, <clears throat> I think it may be in the lore. That's what they do with the dead. Is that is it like the closest place or the place that you spend the most time to? Is that where you why you're confined to that death place for, for like 125 years? because I feel like some people weren't just at houses. They were in other places yeah. of like death purgatory or whatever you want to call it and stuff like that. But I'm assuming it's because the house was like their sanctuary. They were always there and stuff like that. And and it was also very, very close to the bridge when they passed away because they I walked. I
2: just took it as like their sanctuary.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> right. I, I just, yeah. As a kid, I was always like, okay, so they just end up in the house because they even mentioned it too, which is kind of cool. Cause they don't remember going like from the bridge to the house, they they're all of a sudden just kind of there. And then, yeah. then they obviously realize that, Oh shit. Like we're, we we did not kind of survive what happened with the dog there. So it's pretty interesting. But, uh, yeah. Beetlejuice man is like one of the most iconic and, and characters. I think like, it, like from my childhood, like, I mean, it, it's crazy to think there's like, you know, this new generation, like how many kids have never even, I feel sorry that the kids have never seen Beetlejuice and shit like that. You know? Like it, it's just it blows my mind that these kids didn't grow up with this shit, man. Do
2: you Sucks. think kids would think this is too slow now?
0: You know, you know, I don't know because this movie to me has like a great pace to it. Like they die right in the beginning of the yeah. film, and it gets, it gets right going. into it. It's
2: not a long movie either. I remember like. <laughs> being really just like intrigued. Like, I don't think I was scared, but I think I had like a morbid, like curiosity about like some of the imagery in like this film. That's like, when I think back, I've only seen this maybe four or five times, but spread out across like almost 30 years. Right. So like it's it's, like weird. Like those are like the memories of my early era of seeing this was just like, kind of like being morbidly curious about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, I think everything that Tim Burton puts on screen in this film is just, it's so damn like it's it's yeah. like the textbook definition of definition of like creativity
2: with anything you, know, you could criticize about this movie. You can like do nothing but applaud the creativity and like, like the, the effects
0: like like the actual like the actual physical effects like on like all the all the dead people in, um you know, in the death world and stuff like that are so everyone's sticks out as a character like every single one. Yep. right like they they did the makeup on these people so so well and like and a lot of the effects that are used in the film is like the dinner scene and shit like that and you know like when beetlejuice um when his arms grow and he, and they turns into those big fucking hammer big hammer arms and shit like that and he you know he slams them through the roof and shit like all that type of stuff like it, the effects are like almost ahead of its time in in this film like i mean it obviously had a budget and stuff it like it has
2: that. like a very like it's it's such a unique tone to hit and that's like really where like like the the macabreness of like the themes in the danny elfman scores like really collide where it's like mm-hmm. so playfully dark and like that's like what you really get yeah. like like it
0: seems the snakes and the arms again this is a movie i feel like again you could probably say this about the majority of the movies from this era that are you know kid orientated obviously for adults and shit like t- too but yeah it's a product of its time because you couldn't make this beetlejuice movie today And sell it as a kids movie because no you definitely couldn't you couldn't because the imagery is a little bit too shocking and scary for the kids but it's not just the imagery it's it's the whole idea of like you know what's going on and stuff but it's it's the language though too like there there's scenes where you know he's grabbing his balls and he says fucking in a pg movie like you would never (laughs) see that shit in a movie nowadays like it's definitely a product of its time it's like going back to the 80s it's like you know Totally killer because I
2: yeah. feel like they just wouldn't put a character like Beetlejuice in a movie that could be for kids. No, today, like it just,
0: I think they would steer so far away from that. Like they just don't want to upset, you know, the, the, yeah. the easily upset generation and stuff. But yeah, th- this movie, you just wouldn't see, like, I mean, even the, like going into the Beetlejuice cartoon, like you wouldn't even see that nowadays. Probably I, I remember watching it when I was really young, but I don't remember anything about it. I have the box that I actually pop it on quite frequently. It's really fun, man. How many seasons season
2: man.
1: did
0: that run for? Um, it ran for three or four, three or four oh, seasons, wow. something like that. Yeah,
2: that seemed like a one and done or like a two season top type of show. I'm surprised that
0: there's a know. lot of episodes too. I think there's like, yeah, there's like twenty or thirty episodes per season too. So there's quite a bit, but it's cool yeah. because you get a lot of sandworms in it. You know, going back to can the whole sandworms. Yeah, yeah.
3: Now okay, well, I've, I've been talking like for the entire time, and nobody's been talking. Oh like, no, I even heard we—that was the first time we heard you. Before I, heard I had to—I literally unplugged my mic and plug it back in. I, I literally was talking. I'm like, why do they keep like cutting me off and not? I was consider- kind of thinking. I was kind of thinking you like, weren't coming like, through at like, all. Yeah, you weren't coming through. Dude, I was like, I was saying so much stuff, like like commenting on what you guys were saying, and and, stuff, and I'm like, this is <laughs> like normally I can get. Well, if you can remember but- what you're saying.
0: Say it now, man. <laughs>
3: Well, I was just saying also with the way that you were saying, like how you couldn't make this now, even like the aggressive uh, nature of Beetlejuice when it comes to like the women characters. Right, I right. just think what yeah. I, I'm curious oh, to see if they, he's a hardcore male him, like, chauvinist, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he's, he's a, a
2: total like chauvinist a character and they just like wouldn't put that in a movie now, which is kind of funny yeah, that you used the
0: he's, term like, rotten because
3: up her skirt and stuff Yeah, going <laughs> yeah. back
0: to the whole term of him actually looking like he's rotten. So it's actually kind of like a double meaning to him, right? He, he looks like he's rotten, but he's actually like a rotten person, but yeah, he's like a total male chauvinist and stuff. And I think it's actually quite funny too, because it just shows this whole character because the case worker was the one that actually put the new girl's place in there to get his to draw his attention away and stuff like that like it wasn't him that did that yeah yeah but he, yeah. but she knew him being the scumbag that he is he'd be drawn to that yeah. shit and it's like like this character is such a piece of shit really he's such a piece of shit well, like, but i just love that he's like, he's just so self-absorbed like it's all about him right everything is about Beale juice. he doesn't give a shit about anybody else but you know even going back to like I always wondered, like, you know, with the whole Candyman thing, you know, you say Candyman five times or whatever, and he comes out and blah, blah, blah. Like, was that not jacked from this, but that whole idea of, you know, saying someone's name three times and giving birth to them in the real world or whatever?
3: Well, uh, it even predates have... Bloody Mary was first. Yeah, so you have like Bloody Mary.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess the whole Bloody Mary. I, oh, yeah, right. It's, totally. yeah, it's an
3: urban legend.
0: It is thing. an urban legend, Bloody right? I, mean, I, yeah. I guess this is kind of a play on that Bloody Mary thing, right? With the Beetlejuice yeah. thing, right? Yeah. yeah, totally. I totally forgot about Bloody Mary. I, I Bloody like cool, how the fuck like, am I talking about?
3: The, the cool thing about Beetle, like, and, and this goes for like the entire movie, but. You, there's so much stuff you don't know that you want that you would like to know more about, but it keeps you wanting more. Like even Beetlejuice, right? Like he has a reputation of like, he doesn't play well with others and stuff. And you're like, you're like, what the hell did the, he like, you know, you, you, you get a sense that they've been dealing with Beetlejuice for decades or something. Yeah, he got like ostracized
0: I mean? in the, in the yeah. death world. So like, he, yeah, became, so it's like he where... became self-employed and he's like, became the <laughs> self-absorbed, self-absorbed, like self-claimed exorcist of the living. Like I like that whole idea. The bioexorcist. I love the whole like reverse idea, right? Like, you don't want to exercise the demons out of living, but like he wants to exercise the living
1: (laughs) from the dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that whole reverse psychology. It's, it's, it's such a, it's such a unique and creative idea. It is.
3: It is. And, and the, like he, like even the way, like that, uh, black and white stripe thing that he wears that he's known for in the cartoon, but, Mm -hmm. uh, like he just looks cool. And then when he turns into the snake, like, there's just so much creativity with like the design of everything. And even the house, like you slowly see it It is like this nice, like, you know, couple. And then like the, this over stimulated art, like modern art that the, um and that was a total play start... on the
0: times in the 80s right too, because that shit was so over the top right it was so everything was like turning artsy and they and i love i love how they took that idea of all these artsy fartsy people that were just you know taking shit to the next level and stuff like Otho, like this guy's like an interior designer and shit but they redesigned the entire house to make it look like it was like 2030
3: right, <laughs> right? yeah and you slowly start seeing it change and like in the kitchen like after you know they settle in but when they're they're doing the the deo uh segment dance yeah. thing like the, the the house you're like are they even in the same fucking house i know this is like it's like all metal and like just sharp looking and just no color at all
0: i just- like they're just such upper class assholes like they're walking through the house with spray paint cans spray paint walls like yeah we're changing this one yeah like you've been in it for two minutes like no respect like what are we gonna do with all this furniture just throw it out just get. and the dad
3: just like wants peace and quiet you kind of respect him a little bit
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
3: because deals with her but we haven't even mentioned really lydia yeah I, i
0: like the whole premise of lydia and like how she can see um the dead couple you know uh barbara and adam um because she claims that you know she lives in like a dark world Right. And it it allows her basically to almost to almost live in that world that, you know, Adam and Barbara are living in. And that's how she sees them in the window in the beginning of the film, because like Uh they're standing in the window and they're like, I think that little girl just saw us and they're like, no, we're dead. They, nobody can see us. And then she literally can see them. And then she's, you know, she talks about how she lives in this dark world and stuff like that. And it's very simple. It's a very simple premise. It doesn't really have to be explained. It just works for what it is because she plays, she's the character, right? Like she's got the dark hair and she's got the, the,
3: she's goth. She's like one of the first goths. Exactly. Yeah, got she's like a goth, she's the, OG, she's the, the
0: OG emo kid, the veil. That's what I, I always forget what those the things veil. are called. She's got the dark yeah. veil on and stuff. And, and it's kind of part of her whole lore. Like she lives in this dark world in her own little world world but yeah. it's technically not and, well dude i mean world.
3: you could tell like imagine having your mom be fucking mrs deets dude she's like insane mm. i would be acting like that too man <laughs> i, would I love family.
0: one thing about this movie i've always enjoyed is how they use like the um like the mom's artwork against them at times like when those yeah. things start coming alive and shit i love that dude that shit always resonated with me as a kid man i was i always thought it was like so creepy man like that little ball and that little round ball thing. And oh, it's crawling on the ground and shit. And like that huge, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's like a big claw thing. All that weird yeah. ass artsy fartsy artwork ends up being against them. They use yeah. it against them and shit. It's, it's pretty
3: awesome, man. She's hella annoying too. Like the whole movie. Like just, but like, even when she's construct- high, strong is it's, it's so like high, strung. so annoying. So high. I like It's
2: yeah.
3: funny. She's like, I don't know who you are, but my husband will fire you anyway, or something like that. Man, I, <laughs> I like love Korea, the construction guy. That Otho orders. guy, the Otho guy oh, is funny too. Yeah, Otho is fucking a mess. Oh yeah. That, that... And that dude's like perfectly written too, because he's somebody who acts like he knows more than he actually yeah. knows about everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just always yeah. tooting his own horn.
0: I love the stop <laughs> motion in the film. And you're like, I've all, I've talked about stop motion, like how much I love it you know i just love stop motion i I just like the whole premise of it
1: like the The stop motion gives
0: us some texture i like it. does man and i think they do such a good job with it man like like i'm such a huge harry fan like i love the stop motion idea and i think it works so well in this film too because i mean there becomes points where you kind of had to go that route there was no real cg and shit like that back in those days You kind of had to take that route and stuff and I think they did a fantastic job with i'll take lives, practical.
2: i was saying this like literally the other day like to my girlfriend like i just like i will take practical stuff that somebody actually had to make and look like the real thing over computer generated stuff like anytime
0: absolutely 100%. absolutely like even even though the effects when barbara and adam remember when they're talking to the caseworker and like well how are you going to scare them and they you know they they transform their faces into like
2: yeah, you know, <laughs>
0: deathly looking fucking creature faces, whatever that's I'm like the it.
2: kind of imagery though that's like lives like rent free in my head like since I was yeah.
0: four. I yeah. mean, clearly, like when Adam pulls his face out, like you can tell, it's like all that motion. and it, it is what it is, but it looks it it's still to me it's got that charm that it's just so yeah. lovable. It's so likable. But the end result is the effects are amazing. They look awesome. Like they really, truly look you know, pretty cool. like designs-
3: it's, it's a it's a neat idea too that, like, to take, to, it's a neat idea to explore with ghosts, right? Because we've only yep. seen ghosts done like a certain way for all of cinema. And then this idea it actually like takes a like practical, like does like look at what, like uh, the other side of it, you know what I mean? Cause you always see it from the, the human side who are in the house, but this is from the ghost side and it's, right. it's just neat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it still cracks me up like how like how simple the idea is. OK, we're reading the manual here and it says if you're in distress and in need of some draw a door. And Barbara's like rolling her eyes. Like literally, if you watch her in the scene, she's like rolling, her, like draw a door. Like, that's ridiculous. Why would you just draw yeah. a door? Oh, and then, and then Adam, he goes, Oh, I forgot door handle. He draws the door handle. And then it fucking opens into like, knock you know, three it, times, knock three times. And it, and it opens up into like the death world, like this purgatory, whatever the like death purgatory. I don't know what you
3: yeah. are. And then there's the room of lost souls or whatever, which is like, Dude, what I, happens the dead people that die? <laughs> it's like, oh shit. one of
0: my favorite things I I'd probably say besides the actual, mini city or the mini town that he builds, like the model. I love that so much. And the designs and of the 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 characters, in the waiting room and stuff is the actual design of the um the hallway that they walk through to get to their case. Well, actually, they end up going back into the house, room, but like, you know, like that whole design of the the checkered floor. Yeah. If you ever look at it like the way like everything's all crooked and yeah. it's all like up and down and it's this way and that way. Like it's such a unique I like um design. I just I it always gets imbri- in and ingrained in my mind. Like I, I I just love that the way they design that shit. It looks yeah, it's so cabinet
3: like kind of tri- Dr. Caligari style. It's so tr- yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. It's exactly what it's probably uh, molded after. Probably, great yeah, I can see great the, comparison. Kind of Absolutely one hundred percent right. I never even thought of that, but you're totally right on that. And it's totally um molded right after that. But I love that shit because it trips you out, right? You're like, why are they walking down the hill? But it's not, it's just an illusion, right? Yeah it's so cool i love that shit and, oh here's a lost souls and here's this and that and oh it's so it's cool. so
3: rich it just has so much interesting. that and that's why like i think that a sequel could be really cool to explore more of that stuff if it if it works right mm-hmm. i'm a little nervous for it because so much time has passed and i'm not sure yeah. if it's like you know if, if if burton's gonna be able to cap- recapture that magic um he's such an interesting filmmaker um you know he has he has a like his films, you know, like Edward Scissorhands. And then he has like Planet of the Apes, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that Planet I, of the Apes movie. I much movie.
0: prefer the his
2: films.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Yeah. I Yeah. Tim Burton is one of those dudes, man. Like he, he just, he really, he focuses like, again, he focuses on the things that I love, like aesthetics and, you know, designs and things like that. Like the, the things that some people just kind of take for granted in films, but I, I really like watch it. Like, you're right. Like this, Beetlejuice is one, a great example of a film that's so rich it has so much going on if you look in the background of every scene there's shit going on and it's just like it's one of those films where you could probably watch 50 times and not really see everything you know what I mean because there's yeah. so much shit that's going on that's what really is so inviting about watching a film like this you know the re the rewatchability, the replay value of a film like this is so high and I feel like that's with all of his films too like even even like the Batman films and shit right Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I like the idea of like what he was doing with those and stuff, and he's just a visionary. But then, yeah, mm-hmm. like he does, he does such odd movies. Like, I mean, you know, years later, you know, he does Mars Attacks.
3: <laughs> like, yeah, well, it's, that it's, and Mars Attacks feels like a him movie, whereas like yeah, it feels like something like movie. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory doesn't. And, it and feels that, like
2: he would be a good choice for chocolate and the child, uh, Charlie and chocolate factor, just cause like, there's just so much craftsmanship. Like we're like you're saying, yeah. Like, yeah, the set designs and like, there's just like, he has a really like specific like a stamp and like a, like a personality to his films. And that does like, really seem like it could translate to Charlie and the chocolate factor, but I don't know what the disconnect was there. If he was just, yeah, it, you're right it does
1: a,
0: feel
3: like a a film that he would be
0: you know what it is it's man it's like it's be- I, I i think one of the biggest problems like is you know visually that movie looks pretty cool and like as much as i love johnny depp is like he's a great character actor he does so many good characters memorable characters obviously edward scissorhands he's just you know he's done so many um his version of like willie of Willy wonka like was so creepy and off off-putting That it didn't work for me. There was something off about Depp's performance in that movie. It was like, it just, it was almost like freaking me out in a bad way. It's hard to explain. It's really hard to pinpoint. I've talked about this before. I don't know what it is about his performance in that film, but I felt like he was having a nervous breakdown the last half of the movie. I feel like he was trying to do something so different than Gene Wilder's interpretation of Willy Wonka that he went so far to one way that it just like came off as like, dude. I feel fucking dirty after watching that, man. Like, it's weird. I, I can never explain it what it is. It's just one of those weird performances where I'm just like, nope, doesn't work for me. Where I can yeah, no, go back I, to the I Batman honestly movies. don't
3: like the movie.
0: Like, I like fucking Michael Keaton as Batman. I really do. And I think that it was, it was kind of, I think it worked at the time too, because coming off his great performance in Beetlejuice, like, why not recast him as Batman? I I, I really like it. You know, yeah, he's Batman great as
3: it, it Batman, and honestly, like Batman Returns is even like more Tim Burtony. Well, it's Penguin because stuff. yeah,
0: with Danny DeVito, dude was like I always said that's one of my favorite casting ever. Because like mm-hmm. I don't know how like I if I mentioned on the show, but I'm like one of the biggest Danny DeVito fans ever. Like I think he is <laughs> truly one of the funniest dudes ever to grace Hollywood. That guy is so fucking funny and everything, and he's so creative and he's a great writer and he's a really dark fucking director like he did death to smoochie like he directed that movie i love that movie yeah he's dude so like funny. he's he fucking he does such crazy off the wall shit like so it's, it's it's always sunny in philadelphia like when he joined that show dude that became the funniest shit ever he was the best yeah. he's the fucking best thing about that show man like charlie's funny but fuck me man if danny devito is the funniest shit it, ever in that movie so good or in that tv show is so great um but uh yeah, Tim Burton, man, fuck, he, he's, you know, I mean, in years, I haven't actually seen a Tim Burton in a movie in a long time, man.
3: Like the last what- one I seen was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I think, because I, I don't <laughs> think I watched Alice in Wonderland or Sweeney Todd. I never watched shadows I
0: actually liked the. Oh, I saw the I like the Sweeney Todd remake. I thought it was pretty decent. I never watched, oh no, I did watch Alice in Wonderland. I thought it was okay. I didn't really care for it. I never watched Dark Shadows because I was I never saw the TV show. So only like
3: three hundred episodes. Yeah, dude. It's it's it's, it was like literally like a
0: fucking like a horror um draw like one of those like days of our lives shit or something like that. I think that's what it was. (laughs) Uh I did watch Frankie Weenie, so that's probably the last movie. When did that come in? 2012.
3: Oh, I I watched Corpse Bride too. Forgot about that one. Uh, yeah, Corpse Bride.
0: Yeah, that was in two thousand five. Yeah, Corpse Bride fun. Yeah, Charlie And Chalk fact, he didn't like. Big Fish is fun.
3: Um, I like um, it. Big Eyes and then Dumbo. He also did. I didn't. Yeah, see any I of never those. saw those. Never saw his Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was terrible. Dark
0: Shadows was the last one I saw. Ed Wood is just such a masterpiece, though that movie. But great.
3: if I mean Beetlejuice 2, Hopefully that brings him back to his like more his type of movies. Yeah, I don't I, like. I think I don't like when he does projects for like you know, like Dumbo or something like stuff that already yeah. exists. Like, yeah. Well, but then again, Sleepy Hollow and um, Sweeney Todd. Well, Alice in Wonderland,
0: things. dark shadows. Like these are all based on things. Like he's done a lot of projects that are theoretically not original pieces. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, he, yeah, well, he did Batman. the Batman movies. Um,
2: I feel like he just doesn't get full
1: creative control on
0: these movies. And that's why like, you know, most don't. of his movies are actually like based off of something else. It's crazy. Like more of them are unoriginal than his actual yeah. original pieces. It's crazy when you actually look at his filmography. Fuck, never really thought about it. Yeah,
3: that, I but. think you're right, Tyler. I think when he has like full creative control, they turn out a little bit better. Well,
0: of course, because Tim Burton is a visionary, right? Like he's an artistic person, so you you have to give those type of people because their brains work differently, right? You can't have someone telling somebody that's, I don't, for lack of a better term, not self absorbed, but Tim Burton kind of lives in his own little world, right? Like a lot of art arty um, like artsy people right you can't tell someone that's you know uh, an artist how their painting should be right it just doesn't work like that and if you try to then it's going to turn out a fucking mess it really is you got to let artistic people explore their creativity and i think tim burton is that 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 person that needs to have that full creative control for the product to come out the way it should be so yeah because I mean, not every director is a fucking artist. Some directors just, you know, they point and fucking yell at people, and that that's it. But like, I think Tim Burton—you can tell in his films—like he's very specific about yeah. aesthetics and and certain things and the way he does things. And not every director is like that. You can tell yeah. with Tim Burton, but, but, but the best
3: directors are like that, like the Tarantino's, the Hitchcocks, Absolutely. the Kubricks, the ones that have a, a vision and. St- and will not be told otherwise those are the best filmmakers that ever that's what i'm
0: saying like tarantino couldn't be tarantino or his movies wouldn't be the way they are if it wasn't for tarantino's mindset you know like he
3: just has a great i remember like one time i think he was on rogan and rogan was like that you know said something like they said that they like would you think they'll let you do that and he's like well who who is they
1: who's yeah, they right. yeah. right.
3: and it's like he just has like a different mindset uh that i love you know because he he just he doesn't give a fuck he's gonna make his movie his way and oh it's hard to get that power he's you know so I mean? you have he's to so
0: specific it. when it comes to like with dialogue and shit I, I think we've talked about this before but i was uh um i think i was reading a piece on tarantino and they were talking about i think it was actually somebody who was in one of his movies i can't remember who it was I it might have been leonardo was it no was it recent i can't remember who it was but they were talking about like you don't interpret or you don't um you don't go off script in a tarantino i think it might have been
3: sam jackson
0: maybe it was sam jackson so so basically what tarantino because tarantino obviously writes all the dialogue he writes a screenplay for his movies and shit and if you try to like you know say a different word or something like that that's the end of the take redo it say it exactly how it's written like yep. there's so many directors that would be like just open to the idea of like, you can interpret this and just kind of go with the flow, do it what you feel the character would do or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Tarantino has already made up his mind. He's already written these things exactly how he wants them. And he needs you to fucking say the lines that he wrote specific, like word for word. Like that is so specific, man. I Like he's like the only director I've ever heard that was th- like that hard on the detail of, you know, not, interpreting what he writes and doing your own shit
3: yeah so, and and, and there crazy. are instances where the other way works too you know where oh, of course there's a more but I, I think what makes Tarantino so great and unique is that he does not compromise his abilities or, or merits or artistic style and artistic all.
0: vision his vision like he has an idea well not an idea he knows what he wants and and then he gets that out of people i think that's why his movies have such great performances because people know when you're on the set of a tarantino movie you're that character that he wrote and nothing else you're not improvising you're not you're not doing your thing
3: he also has an eye for talent and pulling the maximum talent out of actors which is incredible
2: i think like a big thing he's really good at is like he was just like he was just he's so he was so crazy into movies when he was young he just has this like endless encyclopedia of like what actor did what in this movie and this inspired what and this actor was in this movie playing that part and i want this care that character in this movie and he just finds right. that person
3: well i feel like he also he also hires a lot of people that hollywood would determine is past their prime and gives them like second longevity well he does Which cool is. Shit yeah. like he does cool shit forrester, like having
0: travolta yeah he, well robert forrester man and fucking, uh jackie brown's yeah. like i i always talk yeah. about how much i love robert forrester man he was like one of my favorites i always loved that guy but like w- like one thing that you know he's Tarantino's daring because like Travolta was pretty much done like he he was past his prime and like he wasn't going he was doing shit but like no one
3: cared about John nobody took his seriously or cared for him anymore but Tarantino put him in Pulp
0: Fiction and put him in a role that you know obviously he had not really done he wasn't doing shit like that and resurrected the fuck out of his career man Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: why would you take a chance on Saturday Night Fever fucking dancer and and put him in this type of role? Like, it, it generally, nobody would ever think to do that, take that chance. But Tarantino saw the talent. Like, even you, you got like people think of Sam Jackson as being a big star his whole career, but you know when he did Paul Fiction he was only in a he was in a ton of shit before this but he was always in these minor you know yeah. kind of side character roles and shit he was in a ton of movies like he was in he was in, even in Death good by Fells. Temptation
2: he was in Goodfellas
0: you're right Death by Temptation like he was in a ton of right shit the thing. Do the right thing he was always in these small little roles and then he gets this starring role and fucking knocks like Tarantino saw something in him man he's like this guy yeah. can fucking do it like you know he creates stars and he brings he he he, he brings a, people
3: back like even Pam Greer right i mean like what was pam greer doing when jackie brown came out pam you know pam greer I mean? had
0: just come off of doing uh original no, gangsters thanks. actually um with never uh seen that. you never seen original gangsters yeah so uh-uh. like oh wow crazy um so yeah but then you know he did the thing like with um franco nero you know he he put franco nero in the new Django movie franco nero was Django like shit like that like you gotta have fucking franco nero in there like actually speaking of franco nero and going back to the intro when we're talking about the pope's exorcist franco nero was the fucking pope in that movie like i don't know who did that casting but that was brilliant because that you know the vatican the pope that was in italy like he's fucking italian right so it made sense to have franco nero as the pope i was like thank you i actually really like this (laughs) it's like amazing casting but probably nobody even caught on to that. They're like, that's who's Franco Nero? I never, I don't, Franco Nero.
2: He was in John Wick, too. I remember that, like, made me really excited.
0: Mm-hmm. he shows up in these things, man. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, it was like, that was fucking cool.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, Beetlejuice, Beatles, Beetlejuice man. <laughs> what else do you guys got? I mean, really, we could just talk about the whole movie scene by scene. I mean, there's just, I think, I feel like every scene in the film is memorable. Like there's nothing yeah, about this movie, but I was a like, lot
2: of things you like a uh, memorable sequences
0: for sure. Yeah, it, it's just, it's such a perfectly paced movie. Like I said before, like they, you know, they die in the beginning of the movie and they get right into it. They get right into the whole, all these characters there's, there's quite a bit of characters in the film and everyone seems to have, like nothing seems to be taking away from anything in the film too. Like everything Ooh. kind of fits in perfect. It's written in perfect sequence, fucking music. Everything about this movie is, is perfect in my opinion. Um, It's just such a it's such an iconic film. Mm -hmm. I can hear the music in my head right now. It's just like oh yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Damn dog. (laughs) But uh what are you guys' uh other thoughts on Beetlejuice? Any stories of
3: No, I mean I just I watch Beetlejuice growing up on VHS all the time and yeah and uh you know, I have it on four K and uh just a big fan, man.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, you know, going back to the whole Tarantino and casting and thing like this is a great example of casting so many. I mean, I mean, Alec Baldwin in 1988, was he was he a big name? I never I never really actually thought of it.
2: Um, I don't know what else he was on. Yeah, like in
0: 1988, because he was like the skinny Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I didn't Uh. even
2: realize that was him until like way later in life.
0: It's, it's amazing how those glasses totally like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a Superman effect, right? It's a Superman effect. You know,
2: I just, um, I don't think i would ever seen him like that young. I'm looking at like stuff I've seen him in and you have like, he had no good. Been, I haven't seen it, I can't find like a good movie. I've seen him. Oh, that even came after Beetlejuice. Yeah. Like this is like the earliest movie
0: I've seen him in. Yeah. You know what? This is probably, this is his first starring role. Looking at his filmography right now, he did a bunch of TV shit. He was in like a TV movie, a bunch of TV series and shit just in the early 80s. He was in She's Having a Baby. Crazy. Obviously, as a minor role or something like that. I've seen that movie with Kevin.
3: Yeah, so he was, to answer your question, no, he was not big at this time.
0: No, so he wasn't. So, like, you know, uh,
1: again, good casting.
0: It's good casting because he's good in the film. And I I don't even know about Gina Davis. I mean, I'm assuming that she was in shit before this, too, obviously. She was
2: weird at, well, she was in The Fly. So that's kind of big
0: right um right two years prior to this yeah in don't
2: in yeah six. Selman Louise was after this
0: yeah was a league of mm-hmm. your own was, after this it was after this that was 90s yeah. also yeah <clears throat> but yeah Catherine yeah. O'Hare who was a pretty big name at the time even in 1988
2: yeah um, she was um she had just I think what was she in um, like
0: she was in CTV and stuff like that right she was
2: in after hours the year before this I, I think right the crazy right. movie so she was in well gina davis was in tootsie so yeah gina davis was a big actress
0: yeah That's right, right. to right oh crazy i forgot about that shit wow yeah that was a big role for her yeah see i always knew her from like SCTV and shit like that catherine O'Hare.
2: i didn't know her at all like oh well i always only knew her like as like the mom from home alone until i started like watching like <laughs> yeah other i know stuff like in the 80s
0: like I don't know, like SCTV, like in Canada, was like it was always in syndication because that was like on the seventies, and I think it re. Let me see, they redid it. SCTV network, yeah, it was there was a series in the early eighties too. So, but the, it was always in syndication up here, right? So I always knew it from all the, from SCTV and shit. So, oh, she did a voice in Rock and Roll. That's cool. After hours, that movie's fun.
2: Yeah, I love After Hours. This is that
0: I, I was talking about. I, I rewatched it this year, actually. It's funny. I was on a plane. I watched it. I was 4k of it. Oh yeah, I I watched it on. I was flying somewhere and I was on uh, whatever I could watch. I had access to watch it. So I was like, ah, fuck. I'll watch after hours.
2: It's, it's such a sick movie. Mm hmm. You never think Scorsese directed it.
0: I know. It's crazy, right? <clears throat>
2: yeah.
3: All, all those bald ones. I, I get confused by them, them guys.
0: There is a lot of them. It seems like when you think you know all the Baldwins, another one appears. They're like, how many fucking Baldwins is there? There's yeah. Stephen Baldwin. There's He's the Daniel, guy that does all the he he Daniel down and they, those guys, they did all like the B movies and shit, right? Who's the one that's in um oh no, that's the other Wahlberg. Never mind.
2: I'm thinking the Wahlbergs now.
0: <laughs> Donnie and Mark.
2: Yeah. That's a weird family to get a mix up with.
0: <laughs> right, right. Oh man, but yeah, just overall, man, it's like totally great cast in this film, all the way down to like even Jeffrey Jones is good in the film.
2: Yeah, usually I like. I don't know if I'm just tainted because like, oh, uh, I know that he's a pervert.
0: I know but, that like, that, that never, really hurt. like
2: there's like never a performance of him. I've like I've thought of like wow, Jeffrey Jones was great in that movie. No, but, no, he's yeah, always he's like, just, like
0: he's always like that good side character, right? Like he's yeah, just he's memorable. a good character in this though. He does a good job. Well, he's actually in uh, Sleepy Hollow also.
2: Yeah, I like him in that, too. He does a good job in that, too. I can't hate.
0: Which, you know, is very typical of Tim Burton and and these type of directors to have the same people in their films and shit.
2: I think that makes for, like, better films, and that, like, helps them. Like, that helps, like, you... Like, we were talking about, like, the most unique directors that don't really compromise their vision are the best ones. Like, even if they're, like, toying with different genres of directors, you can still immediately tell it's, like, one of their movies. And, like, they're so much stronger when they just use, like a lot of the same recurring cast because they're just building more chemistry every movie and, like, Mm. do better things together.
0: Right. But I got to say, though, man, when uh, uh, the scene in the waiting room at the end of the film when (laughs) Beetlejuice...
3: fucking steals, <laughs> he's like uh, looks like i'm next <laughs> yeah i'm next
0: uh, and he shrinks his head i like when he asks. he was like you do
2: this work that shrunken great. head thing definitely freaked me out when i was younger <laughs> I yeah, dude. The, the character
0: with the shrunken it's like the creepiest looking fucking thing ever man
2: yeah. like his I eyes are like so that buggy
0: me out and it's just the and... eyes that are moving like the whole body is just still it's just these eyes that are moving <laughs> I'm
2: yeah, like, that freaks me out and then like when they like morph their when like they try to scare them when they like morph their face like in the claymation that freaks me out too right yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: good shit good shit well ratings yeah um i i'm it's a perfect it's a 10 for me man I, I, i've said it, i've i've said it a million times it's one of my all-time favorite movies if i was to break down a list of like I mean, you could. I mean, it's horror related, I guess, but, Mm -hmm. but, um, I wouldn't say it's like a full blown horror film, but like a fantasy horror movie. It's like, yeah, you're right. It's like fantasy horror comedy. It's got a bunch of different elements to it, but, but anyways, either way, if I was to make a favorite list of film, Beetlejuice is on there for me. It's one of my all time favorite movies. And I feel like watching the cartoon now. Because
3: yeah I love the cartoon um, so much I have fun. that box set too yeah the, the Shell factory I, I
0: when they announced that dude I was like fucking so giddy that was probably one of the giddiest I've been from Shell factory announcements ever I couldn't believe it I was like really Beetlejuice is fucking amazing but they've actually released a lot of really good animated series uh, on mm-hmm. Shell factory so I actually have quite a few boxes that they've done I've even got the gem and the rockers one <laughs>
3: <laughs> um Okay. Uh, me, I also met a 10 on Beetlejuice. Um, I just think it's actually a perfect movie.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, it's, so we've seen a bunch of times It's not one of my favorites, but I can it's, it's really hard to like criticize a whole lot about this movie and it's just so overwhelmingly creative. Um, I don't think it's masterpiece or anything, but I think it's a great movie. Um, I give it an eight and a half.
3: Nice. It makes the Hall of Fame with that, so I'm happy.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so, right? Yeah, 20 and a half, right? Okay. Cool. Alright, so that is uh, Beetlejuice from
1: 1988.
0: Alright, so moving along with the second feature from 1996 we have Mars attacks with electric Gats oh, I'm totally gonna sample that for this that Aesop huh. rock I just that's awesome I totally just yeah that's that's amazing but yeah so Tim Burton's Mars attacks in 1996. did, did you watch this for in prep for the 96 show I did I don't yeah. remember if I did or not. I I'm, I probably did because I had like you probably
3: did because there wasn't a lot of shit to watch, right?
0: Right. 96 at the time was like very slim pickings and shit. But yeah, I remember I had like I actually bought the UK Blu-ray uh, a while back, not in not in prep for this or whatever, but I bought it and I had it's had it still sealed. And so I like the artwork on the, the Blu-ray, but it was like five bucks, literally five bucks. But I had like the old snapper case DVD for this <laughs> That's the fucking old. My DVD was is was crazy. But um, but Mars Attacks, man, Tim Burton's Mars, Mars Attacks, uh, again, scored by Danny Elfman. Um, you know what really you know what makes this movie work? And I kind of mentioned it before is the eclectic cast. I think if, you know, if you you do this movie. With like a bunch of unknowns, it doesn't work, does it? No, think not at all. I don't think it does. I think what sells this movie is just having all these highly familiar faces and very a-list actors in this film like this is jam packed with fucking you know a-list and well-known actors and stuff and i think that's what really makes it work and i think that's what what makes the comedy work too too because like in like almost nobody lives in this movie and we'll actually get to that at the end of the film too but it's it's really funny like how tim burton's just like okay this is what we're doing we're going to hire all these fucking big names and then we're just going to kill them all <laughs> I love that idea.
2: That's like what I really love about this movie as an adult is like, it's just like, it's just a bunch of A-list actors. And they just said like, are you all going to play a ridiculously, like uniquely quirky character and you can just do whatever the fuck you want. And just we're going to have a good time.
0: I know. And you know that some of these guys were only on the set for like a day, too. It's really funny um yeah i'll start with the quick little synopsis here earth is invaded by martians with unbearable weapons and and a cruel sense of humor i guess that's kind of true um so like i I just it, it's so funny to me they're like but why did the aliens attack
1: because like what it.
0: they just said "Fuck it exactly <laughs> there's literally no fucking reason for it like i love the fact they come to earth and then they pretend like they're going to be friends, and they're just like, ah, we're going to fucking shoot everybody."
2: They noticed that we were on their planet, and they were like, "We're going to go like, like, oh, okay." And so they I went down to, us to like, get the foot, like, we're going to get them before
0: they get us. I swear, the first time I watched this was probably around the time it came out, and I didn't like. The, I was not a big fan of this movie. I'll, I'll admit it. I was not a big fan. I was like so excited for it because I remember the trailers back in the nineties when you watch trailers on TV, whatever, and I was like, "My God, this movie has so many people in it." It's crazy. It's going to be so much fun and then you watch it and you're like, "Uh, okay. Whatever. It is what it is." I was so disappointed with this. What is your guys' history with this?
3: Like, um, were you So, I remember back in 1996 when and this was the TV spots for it. I do yeah. remember those. Yeah. And I think I want to say I rent we rented it a couple of years after maybe a year or two after it came out and i didn't get it i didn't like it was i thought the aliens looked cool and and were neat but i wasn't really into it and then when i watched it for 96 i didn't really care for it too much either yeah uh i mean i gave it like a a six or something like that but Mm -hmm. um i think as an adult now and you know even becoming more familiar with a lot of the characters in uh, the actors in this movie, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think I appreciate it more. Whereas even back only 10 years ago or whatever, when we did 96, I wasn't as familiar with a lot of, I I didn't even probably know who Pam Greer was back then. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I probably knew of her, but I didn't, I hadn't seen coffee and Foxy Brown and all those films, you know what I mean? So um now i appreciate it much more and even though it it does have it is a rough around the edges i mean coming out in 96 with the the cgi (laughs) in the place where it was uh some of it looks really bad Yeah. but i still think the aliens are fucking hilarious and great
0: and i think i think like the the first time i watched this movie i was so confused i'm like so why did the aliens attack like I, i just think i thought i never like i just missed something
3: they just—they just make humans look really fucking dumb and gullible. Yeah, they're
0: just fucking with them. Like they just come here and do that shit because they can do that shit.
3: Yeah, right. It's
0: fucking hilarious. Yeah, halluc- like, That's the whole joke of the movie. They're literally just fucking with the human. Like they have yeah. no agenda. They're not here to like, you know, steal our resources or fucking set up. Sh- they're just fucking killing people,
2: <laughs> just messing with. Oh, and they're like taking selfies like in front of like the Taj Mahal.
0: Yeah, God. dude. <laughs> this, uh, before it was even a term, right? that's so funny (laughs)
3: yeah
0: that's so funny but yeah man this movie has such an incredible cast so jack nicholson plays the president uh pierce bronson plays he he
3: actually
2: plays two roles art land the casino owner
0: right he does actually yeah that's right uh pierce bronson plays he's like a professor like a science professor whatever sarah jessica parker which we'll talk more about later which i think is that tim burton's sense of humor in a sense also what he does with her character too. I think it's really fucking funny. I think it's actually one of the funniest gags in the whole movie. Um and that Benning is in the film. Glenn Close plays the first lady. Her death is absolutely fucking hilarious in the movie. It kills me. I, I laugh so hard at this Danny DeVito steals a show in his like four scenes that he's in the film. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh Tom Jones, can I get an autograph? Tom Jones, you're awesome.
1: <laughs> just, uh, just starts
0: like gyrating He's so fun. And I love the fact that Martin short plays the press secu- uh, secretary and he's such a dirtbag. He's such a piece of shit. He's like out in the town looking for ass and shit. <laughs> <It's hilarious. laughs> like Martin short, like, come on. Uh, Michael J pot, Michael J. Oh Fox. My God,
2: dude, I had, I had to pause. I was laughing so hard when they opened the echo, like that secret room. And he was like, we call this the Kennedy room. I busted out laughing. Oh yeah. So
0: fucking hard. There's a lot of little jokes like that in the film. Actually, uh, Michael J. Fox plays a like a reporter in the film. Uh, Rod Steiger's in the film, which we talked about him uh, in the 1980s show. He did the yeah. the movie Wolf Lake, and he plays like. General Decker and he's just like batshit hardcore fucking army general it's it's <laughs> he's ala- my favorite
2: character he's my favorite character he's it's so the,
0: fucking it's, the per- it's perfectly casted isn't it? Yeah. it like Rob Steiger he had to play that role Tom Jones plays himself in the film Natalie Portman's in the film as the uh president's daughter uh fucking Jim Brown's in this movie that's yep. pretty awesome man I think Jim Brown Jim he was in original gangsters in the same year 96 so I think he was in that yep uh with uh that was directed by Larry Cohen, which kind of made sense because Larry Cohen started his career doing black exploitation films, right? Like Black Caesar and stuff like that. And he, and he came back and did that film with Jim Brown and uh Pam Greer also was in that film. Mm-hmm. So they were they they did a couple of films together that year. Uh Lisa Marie's in the film, uh Pam Greer, Jack Black <laughs>
3: Jack Black plays. <laughs> dude, I yeah. didn't even know that was fucking Jack Black and he's all skinny the... with a shaved <laughs> he plays like
0: this he plays like this hillbilly um yeah. he's he's part of he's in the army and shit and he goes set up shop and fight against these uh oh it's funny it's pretty damn funny but yeah like I think there's a few more people in the film too but um a lot of recognition Christina Applegate oh yeah Christina Applegate plays just a hot chick she's so hot in the movie like she's so hot yeah. <laughs> it's amazing yeah it's right Christina Applegate. Oh, she, she great. Not,
2: oh the grandma I, in it. This is actually a funny story about her. The grandma. Oh, yeah, in it, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually the parents, was, Jack
0: Black's parents, who are they? Like they're, they're Oh fuck. I can't remember their names, but
2: I can't remember who his parents are, but I think like one day, like they, they seem familiar.
0: Yeah. They're but, totally. The, lot
2: Oh, that one of Pam Greer's kids is Ray J. Is
3: that like, fucking really? I swear to God. One of Who's, so oh, random. Ray J the R and B singer. Can,
0: yeah, shut like shut it a is, Ray it, is yeah. it is Ray J. Holy fuck.
3: I didn't even think of that.
0: <laughs> oh my God. It's Ray J. Wow. <laughs> it like, Dude, I've seen this movie like fucking at least a handful of times. I never even re- clued into that. Um, I the grandma. Oh Jay yeah. Fucking
3: Snoop Dogg's yeah. cousin.
0: Um, uh, the dad is that uh, Baker.
1: That's right.
3: Um, uh, the,
2: the grandma. She will. She's also, she's like the, the server, the, um, the caseworker in Beetlejuice. And, oh um, right, right, right! I saw a movie like about a month ago with her when she was like twenty five years old. And crazy! So it was like nuts to see her like as an old lady.
3: That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she started acting in tw- nineteen twenty seven, bro. Yeah, I watched Beatty? the movie with Fuck, her he was... in, from
2: nineteen thirty six, like huh. about a month ago, and she was like twenty five years old. That...
0: wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, Jodon Baker was Richie's dad, that's that's the guy I was trying to think of.
3: Was it the Fritz Lang film? Yep, Fury. No. She did yeah. a Hitchcock movie that same year.
0: Yeah, you got you guys know Jonah Baker is. He's in fucking everything, man. You he, he, like he's yeah. He was Jack oh, Black's dad in the movie.
2: I re, yeah, I recognize his parents. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely. This oh is, man, um,
0: if you look at his film like that guy's been in fucking tons of things, man. Like tons yeah, that's of the guy. That that's seen.
2: the guy in a Joe's Earth. That's like he's like ah, like home where do you make it.
0: I always remember he was in a couple Bond movies. Like he was in Gold in and Goldene- um, The Living Daylights too. He's in Cool He and Luke. Is he really? So, yeah, he's in Cool Hand Luke.
3: Dude, you we can literally go on with every actor, and be like they were in this. They were like, dude, like, I can so go. So I could gotten on so for like many movies I've Rod seen.
2: Final like, Justice. This movie has fucking flesh. probably
3: made uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon ten times easier.
0: Oh,
2: dude, Barba <laughs> oh, like, Schroeder, and,
3: and President.
0: <laughs> right. Oh my god. Yeah, Lucas That's Haas so is good. uh Richie Norris. He's the, the brother. Yeah, it, it it's crazy, man. But I just okay, like the way like some of these people like Michael J. Fox's character, like he fucking dies off pretty quick and she's pretty funny. But man, when Jack Black gets killed, man, I, I fucking I bust out every single time <laughs> in that scene. I surrender. Man. I surrender and he fucking just zaps him.
3: I, oh, love so- that, I love that they just, when they sh- get shot, they just literally fucking like disintegrate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cool, man. I was and, and like, did you know that this movie was based on trading cards?
0: No, yeah, I, I, I read that. I read that. And I was like, I have no idea what that even Yeah, means. There was,
3: there was these trading cards called Mars attacks in the, in the 1960s. Um, that oh, really? basically were just like trading cards of like, Mars and like spaceships like destroying the mm. earth and shit. And the funny, the if you look up the Mars attacks cards, the aliens look the same.
0: Really?
2: That's so
3: sick. I think i yeah. just seen the cards and like you just kind of like,
2: uh, like struck that from the crevices of my memory. I <laughs> can like picture the cards in my head.
0: Oh, fuck. I love when fucking Glenn Close gets killed, man, by the, by the, uh, uh, the chandelier. W- what president did they say that was? It was like the Nixon chandelier. Or something. I don't know. Oh, it was the Nancy. No, Nancy, it, was like, it was like Nancy, oh, like, Nancy well, Reagan well, chandelier. Yeah,
2: okay, and gosh. then she was like, I "Was like we might like we're, they're not eating. They're not having them over." It Was like we might even have to do this type of thing. She's like, "They're not eating on the beer in China." Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I like when the the like <laughs> the Jack Black's family is like just thinks that the like aliens are like just like fucking pussies right <laughs> it, it's just and it, it, it it's it makes fun of like that type of american so much and it's funny yeah <clears throat> it's very uh self-deprecating in terms of like the american culture and stuff everybody's like just over the top and yeah
2: it's ridiculous. like it's a relentless satire
0: yeah. Oh, it's just constant, man. It's constant. Even like with like, the Mount Rushmore scene where they change it to the alien phase. It's like, oh, we can just do this. We can just change <laughs> this up. Yeah. It's like, fuck, it's hilarious. I like that, the way they use the, Godza- the Godzilla sample in the film too. That was pretty cool. That was pretty neat.
2: I was oh, like no. the perfect age when this came out. Like I saw it like right when I came out on video mm-hmm. and like, it was the perfect come out where like, I thought it was hilarious and, but it was like almost a little scary that we wanted to keep watching it. That I probably watched this like 15 times and like showed it him as a kid. I'm right. Even the show is to like my grandma when I would have been like six years old and she thought it was hilarious.
3: She I just like a, and she- I also like the look of the movie like the 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 like desert and like just it just I don't know it looks cool. It just feels like
2: like t- to me it felt like Tim Burton was like I want to make a big like big budget satire like play on like 50s B movies and we're going to have just like Yeah, and that's, and that's what it is. This. That's what
3: the the desert it feels like the fifties. Yeah. It does feel like the fifties, and it just yeah.
2: like it's like this is just big budget, like big like so very software satire of that, and that's just like what it's it's like it really does feel like Tim Burton's vision. It's like this movie's super software. It's like it's super funny. It just makes fun of like all these American archetypes. Like the I love the Rod Steiger is just being like the war hungry general that just like is a first answer You're just nuke him Well, yeah. I just
0: feel like that's you know that that's all part of it though. It's like. The aliens like is is almost like the it's like a metaphor for the Americans themselves. Like, you know, the Americans sometimes feel like they can just go into places and, you know, and just start shit like, you know, like the whole Vietnam thing. Right.
3: Yeah. It's, you know, well, it's 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 it, like it's basically of, that's what's happening to us, you know,
0: <laughs> right. And it, the aliens are like, yeah, they're like the metaphor for the Americans they are just going. I, it, it, it really kind of shows itself in the montage when they're going around the world, just doing whatever the fuck they want to do and shit. They're just like blowing up shit and <laughs> <laughs> laughing at this and doing this and shit. I'm just like, Oh my God, the aliens are the Americans. It's so funny. and The
3: voices are hilarious with the aliens. Oh, so funny. It's
0: so funny, man. But I still think (laughs) I I love how they have a fucking
3: translator for that. (laughs) We come in peace everybody's like, oh, I, I love how they
0: emphasize that to become in peace. I'm like, ha 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 ha. You're right. i yeah, fucking becoming in peace. But I still think I still think the funniest joke in the film, man. So back in the 90s, man, there used to be this thing with with Sarah Jessica Parker that like her face looks like a fucking dog, like she's got like a dog face. And the fact that Tim Burton put her fucking head on a dog body, I, to this day, I still think it's like one of the meanest, funniest jokes I've ever
2: seen. Do you think there's like a part, like there's some possibility that she didn't understand it was like a dig
0: at her? Like, I don't, it had to have like, been. It had, even like, in the 90s, I remember people talking about, like, oh, Sarah Jessica Parker and her fucking dog face. And, like, and then when this shit came out, I literally laughed so fucking hard at this. I was like, man, Tim Burton, like, either she has no idea or she just went along with the joke. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Like, well, the, the best way Tom to purpose. handle that would be to acknowledge it. You yeah. Because I mean? obviously like, oh, I it was know, the guys. joke. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just picture,
2: like, Tim Burham cruising around some, like, Hollywood party in, like, 1995, like, trying to just picture. So I got this every, idea. Like, big, yeah. <laughs> just like he sees her, they're, like, having a couple of drinks. And he just starts saying the most ridiculous thing he could think of. She's like,
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we put your
2: head on a dog, and the dog's <laughs> on your body. And she's just like, I don't know. Maybe she's had
0: a couple too many. And she's
2: like, Yeah, I'll do that. That'll be so <laughs> funny. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. And he's like, Oh God, she doesn't really get it, but this is going to work. Great. I just love the just fact that, like... that
3: went too far. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, like this movie didn't come out at a time where people understood or appreciated what it was doing. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. I think it's movie has aged Well, yeah. Besides the CG. Yeah. Some of the CGs, yeah, but whatever. Like, but
2: that almost, it's almost works to a charm to me because it's like supposed to be a play on these like fifties movies. That, that is true. That, like look like shit now. And they look like shit in the '90s.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just love like the aliens are funny though, because like you know the whole changing of the heads and bodies and stuff, like with the dogs, and and then with uh, Pierce Bronson's character, like they they literally like detached all his limbs and shit, and they're just like in limbo. But like, (laughs) there's no real purpose to why they're doing this shit. They're just fucking with these people. They're doing it for fun. They're just
1: like for
0: fun. It's so funny to me, man. Oh God! It's it's actually a funny when it's a dark sense of
3: humor. It's hilarious. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It is funny when they start their heads start exploding though.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I think it's so funny too because like I don't I'm unfamiliar with I don't know if that's like a real artist that they use. I have no idea. It it is. It is. Okay. So there had to been a joke there. Like maybe he's like one one of the most annoying singers ever or something like that, And, and that's why Tim Burton chose that artist to to have the music blow up their heads and shit. I don't know. I just, if it had been something funny, like, like Frank Sinatra, I would have been like, that's so funny. Cause everyone like loves Frank Sinatra, but the aliens the Frank, Frank
3: Sinatra would have actually been great. It would have been funny because people love it, but the
0: aliens can't stand
3: Frank yeah. Sinatra's
0: music. Like, that Plus been so it's funny. such
3: like a strong voice that it would make yeah. sense. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh fuck. That's hilarious, man. Oh
3: shit. Thanksgiving TV spots are on that. It's NFL too bad game. that
0: they didn't use the Tom Jones. Like, Tom Jones music because they had him in the film it would it would have been awesome if it was him and you know the song that he has to sing 10 million times in his fucking career to blow up the aliens heads man cuz they had Tom Jones right which makes complete sense cuz you know it's Vegas right so
2: I just love it. Like Tom showed Tom Jones just showed up to like, just like be the butt end of a joke and then
0: defy the plane. Yeah. And he like, he actually survives, which actually kind of brings me to the other joke that I, I've caught on to this before too. It's like, you know, going back into the day, like the the running joke was always like the black people always die in the movies. They always die first in the movies and shit like that. I'm like out of all these major A-list actors and shit, the two people that actually survived this film are Jim Brown and fucking Pam Greer. (laughs) And Ray J. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And Ray J, yeah, the whole black family survives the film. It's like, that's, no, deproving that, that, that theory right there, man. Come on. But no, it's awesome.
2: When um, Jim Brown walks up to the door and like squashes the alien's head at the end, like that is like chef's kiss.
0: Right. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a silly fucking, it's just an entertaining watch. It it rips by though, man. Like I was watching and I was like, holy shit, that thing's already done. Yeah. Crazy. It totally rips by. I think it's because you're just waiting for the next big celebrity to die. Like when they kill fucking um, Jack Nicholson. Deanna I
2: remember actually thinking like when the aliens were showing up, like that first encounter, thinking like, wow, this movie gets right into it. And I checked the runtime and it was like 38 minutes. It's like, holy shit.
0: Right. Because are, are they they had, this far in it's because they have to introduce so many fucking characters in this movie.
1: Yeah,
2: they, All the intros are good. So it's fun. And you just don't yeah. doesn't bother you.
0: Right. Yeah, Rod's actually, actually, Rod's his death is really funny though. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, he gets shrunk down because that's what he needed to, to have happen, right? Because he was he was too big. He had too big of a head. <laughs> he was too crazy, man. Oh, that's pretty awesome. I can't believe we got to talk about that guy twice in like last two shows. It's hilarious.
2: Rod Steiger, a man known for his horror films. He's actually, he's in a lot of like random late career stuff. He's like one of those guys that just like, just refuse to stop acting. Right. So he's in like a ton of random stuff from the eighties. He's in one of the people, one of the old people on American Gothic. He's yeah. That was oh. one thing I, I had a chuckle when I saw him in. I was like, man, Rod Steiger will do anything for a buck in the eighties.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! American Gothic still has one of the funniest death scenes I've ever seen in a movie, man. When I mean, they they're fucking swinging on the swing and all, sudden it's
1: like wee <laughs> <You know, Chris laughs> <Cliff. laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't for every time, man. uh oh, fuck! It would have been it would have been the most perfect thing if they showed the dummy death at the bottom. That would have been so. I
2: fun. love a dummy death.
0: Oh god, it's my it favorite. Like adds movies. like half
2: a star to like any movie that has a good dummy death.
0: Oh man, I live for the dummy death, man. They fucking kill me. So funny. Oh, well, Mars attacks. I don't really know what else to say about it. To be honest.
3: I think that's about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fun.
2: It's got some good. It's got some memorable sequences, but it's just, it's just a joke. It's basically just like a rotating joke that wraps itself up. It's not perfect. No, it's a little, it's a little wonky, but it's really self-aware. It's a lot of fun. I think it's underappreciated.
0: I wonder if there's any factoids on like, who they tried to get for the film and who turned it down. And that's why they have this casting. Cast. Yeah. Like, you, you know, that these were probably not everyone. Yeah. There's no the way like face.
2: everyone they asked was just no. like, there's definitely somebody at one of those Hollywood parties. That was like, you're drunk Tim. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's awesome. I guess it'd be my turn first. Yeah, on sure. This
1: one. Yeah. Go ahead.
3: Um, I, I like it more than I did. Uh, I'm giving it a seven out of 10. Saucedo
2: uh, is pretty nostalgic movie for me. It's something that I'm happy to watch for every couple of years. This movie I definitely like, but I can acknowledge like that. I'm pretty biased to it and it's not a perfect movie, but I'm also at a seven out of 10.
0: Yeah. I'm actually at the same thing. Seven out of 10. I think it's like a perfect score for it.
2: Yeah. It, it's nothing mind blowing.
0: It's not terrible or nothing, but it's, uh, it's just but entertaining. I think like,
2: it's a little, bit. it's a little, it's a step above just good
0: though.
3: Yeah. I think that, oh, yeah in the I think this I would going forward I will probably watch this more often than I would have thought I would have going into it because it it is a fun movie
0: yeah I agree this is
2: probably my first time in like four years watching it and that was the first time in a long time I had watched it though
0: but you know like I said though man going back to the cast in this film like what really sells it for me is the cast because You know there's so many people in here that i love to watch like i love jack i love michael j fox is like one of my all-time favorites even though he's not in the movie that long but there's so many people in the film that i love to see like i'm i'm a huge jim brown fan i love pam greer like i love seeing these people on screen it's just it's so entertaining to me and it's just it's a good 90 minutes you know you need to waste 90 minutes of your life watch mars attacks man it's fun yep all right so yeah that's mars attacks from 1996. (laughs) kill again the assassin is a man of flesh and blood and i will discover him all right so getting into the third and final feature here from 1999 we have sleepy hollow starring johnny depp christina ricci michael gamden it's crazy man this cast casper van Dien, jeffrey jones ian mcdermott richard griffins like christopher walken Lisa Marie's in this one also she was in um, Mars Attacks also uh, who else is in this one Christopher Lee plays the the judge getting the film like fucking crazy cast man lots of character actors lots of names face or probably more faces that you'd recognize than anything maybe not the names but you know you know what I mean Yeah, I wonder how, I wonder how many people watch this film in 1999 and had no idea that that was Christopher Lee as the judge in the beginning of the film I lot. think I might
2: have even
0: missed it. Honestly, and that's Christopher Lee, man. It's crazy. I can't even picture him. Yeah, well, he's only in the film for because he's the one who appoints appoints uh, uh, Ichabod Crane to um, basically take the case.
1: Yeah,
0: right. Because he's in court doing whatever, and he's like, "Oh, well, there's something going on here," and go fucking investigate. So, so he heads over to uh, yeah, from New York. Um, yeah. Synopsis: Ichabod Crane is sent to Sleepy Hollow to investigate the. The capitations of three people. The culprit is legendary apparition, the headless horseman. So the thing is with Ichabod Crane, he's very opposed to the idea that there's like a supernatural element to this. He's a man of science. He's a man of science. He's, he's, uh, yeah, he's about science. That's that's a good way of putting it and stuff. So yeah, so he has this sleepy hollow where he soon realizes that it's actually not just about science. It's actually... (laughs) There is something supernatural going on here. Um, so what are your guys' thoughts on Sleepy Hollow? Like I like I said before, i seen Sleepy Hollow when it came out roughly about the time it came out. I was not really a huge fan of it. Um, I can't remember exactly why I wasn't like overly a huge fan of it. I think it's probably because I felt like even back in those days, I think I felt like it was a little bit too long and I felt like it was a little bit almost convoluted with all the uh, what you want to see twists and turns within the narrative and stuff it's not as straightforward as you think it would be like you look at a film like sleepy hall you got this apparitions this headless horseman lopping off heads and shit like it's more of a revenge film you think it is but it's actually not it's it's more of a greed film um
3: it, it's actually kind of confusing <laughs> like yeah. whenever because all the names sound like they're hard to tell apart. i can't remember remember like van tessel van brun
0: oh no there turns out to be a lot of narrative a lot of plot in this and a lot of narrative and and you're just like okay so this person was doing this for this reason that's how they conjured up this like everything does make sense but i get where you're coming from it's just it's unbelievable where this film goes to because you think oh shit like he's doing this for this reason he's getting revenge on the family members that you know lopped off his head during the war blah, blah blah and then all of a sudden it's not it's like it's this and that and i'm like what the fuck i'm like i didn't remember any of that shit i was like damn there's a lot going on here in the last like 30 minutes, but there is some pretty cool scenes within those reveals and shit like that too. But I think honestly, the thing that kind of hurts this film is that it's, you know, it's, it's almost weird to say, but like, I wish it was more a little bit straight. I think the narrative kind of like, kind of throws you off a little bit. You're like, really this, th- she's doing this and this is going on that I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know. I just, at the end of the day, I'm not like the biggest fan of the reveals and the motives behind the headless horseman and stuff like that. I think it would have worked better as more of a simple revenge thing. And stuff. I, I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. Um, what are your guys' thoughts
3: on sleepy hollow? So, so first of all, go ahead, Tyler. Okay. I was going to say, so for me,
2: um, I don't really like find like any issue with like the narrative as far as like the way, like the way they tell it. Maybe that's cause I'm more familiar with the story. Right. right. But Like, I feel like this movie, like it looks very nice. Like it's visually, it does a lot. Um, and it is a good story, but I think it's missing, like, some sort of, like, oof. where it's not, like, so mysterious that you're living in suspense, and you're also, like, not, like, you're not really embroiled in that mystery of it, and it's also, like, not, like, so, like, suspenseful that you're, like, super invested in it. It's, like, it's in this weird gray area.
3: I, yeah, I, I think they, they,
0: the one gag in the film that really kind of ruins it for me a little bit is, <clears throat> is I, I think, you know, the one scene where people always kind of lump it into like a Halloween film is the scene where they fuck with them with um the headless horseman thing and they throw the pumpkin at him and shit. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. whole sequence is, is really just a gag. It's a fucking joke. They're fucking with, uh, with Ichabod And like, I always like after like rewatching this time, I was like, fuck me, man. I'm like, fuck, you know, that, that scene was so cool until it wasn't, you know what I mean? yeah you know, Like it just, the, it, the it kind needs of needs to be there. It pisses me off a little bit man i'm like but one thing i will appreciate about sleepy hollow man is like all the on-screen decapitations like this movie is a lot more violent than i remembered it to be there's yeah like, there's I, I thought
3: tw- that too there's like even 50 like the something autopsy.
0: there's literally 50 something kills in this film like there's something like 20 something decapitations on screen in this film yeah you're right <laughs> like the the autopsy scene like it gets pretty bloody and gruesome and there's just there's a lot of violence right from the start of this film into the backstory with the Christopher Walken character and to read to the end, which I think, uh, one of the coolest kills of the film is actually when, um, uh, fuck, here we go with the names. God, damn, Baltus, when Baltus gets fucking, um, staked in the house and he gets dragged through the fucking cemetery at the end there by the headless horseman, that yeah, shit's yeah. fucking bananas on That's the coolest scene in the film for myself. I was like, wow, that's fucking gnarly. That's pretty damn cool. And actually the, the, the other scene that sticks out to me is the scene where, the headless horseman cuts off the head of one of the dudes i can't remember his fucking name here we go we gonna be all confused with the names but anyways it doesn't matter his head rolls in between johnny depp's legs and then the horseman he he bucks around and he stabs it in the head and takes off and shit i like that scene yeah. too. It's yeah cool. that's a good that's a yeah good so part. those two scenes kind of stick out to me but
3: i know. i think what i think one of the other strong points of the film is actually like the look and the vibes like the the atmosphere and the period piece aesthetic is really good too. Mm -hmm. Um, everything feels, you know, time appropriate. And, uh, I actually think that the headless horseman himself actually is like pretty well done. Like it, it's very well done Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like the, it moves great, you know, and it's actually kind of, kind of scary at times. And then also like even the, the climax of the movie, like on top of the, um, carriage and, and the fighting with with the horsemen and and all that i i think that's very enjoyable parts of the movie too um i think that i I think the one thing that is a bit tough for me is some of the like characters i just can't remember who's who and and what especially like the the wealthy like you know people that are running the town and shit like that yeah um, i can see they all why kind that of just be. blend together for me and i'm like i can't remember any who who's who and you know they all look kind of the same <laughs> yeah they, well,
0: the know, van, that's yeah, yeah like the van funny. tassels and stuff which Christina ricci was the daughter of the van tassels right yeah and then she has a relationship with johnny depp which i which is gaggable in the film i think it's the most god i think it's terribly crin- done it's so cringeworthy dude <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so bad and it doesn't even make like Christina ricci's like She's like a fucking teenager in the film, man. Like, and Johnny Depp is like a fucking, you know, like he's a detective, whatever they want to call him back in the day. It's gotta and be like twice or eight. It's, it's, like, like it's almost like inspector. Like it's almost like a creepy thing. Like she's too young for him in, in the narrative. Like it's just, I don't know, but I, the, it doesn't even like make sense. 17. It, it, it doesn't make sense. And then even when like they have the falling out and stuff and like, she's like, Oh, blah, blah. And then she's like, oh, like this doesn't even make any fucking sense. Yeah. This is, Stupid. Like it, it was it's so like that like, the whole, oh, the whole a part of the narrative was so poorly done in the film I'm like god yeah. it was like Christina Reach's character didn't even need to be in the film like there's no point to having her in the movie like she doesn't she it adds nothing to the narrative at all so it just it's handled really poorly like yeah exactly. and, and actually the other thing that really bugs me about this film too is um here I'm just shitting on it I it, I don't actually just like totally hate this movie or nothing but there's just certain things like I don't like the whole Johnny Depp character in general like I think he's kind of a fucking pussy and he's awkward and he's like naive but he's like he's kind of like he's headstrong but he's naive at the same time but and and it's shown through flashbacks with his mom and stuff like that and I feel like every time he has one of these flashbacks it just, it fucking completely takes me out of the movie every I single time. I like those,
1: those There's, are also, yeah, I like, there's the so many
0: of them. There's so many of them. And I feel like they don't find do to shit. explain why his character is the way it is. Like he's kind of awkward. Like he's an awkward character. Like he's smart, but he's, he's naive at the same time. Like, I don't know what it is about this character, but I feel like it, it, he just bugs me the entire movie. It's weird. But, but yeah, like the flashbacks and shit are especially something that takes me out of the movie. And it's like, Oh my God, man. Oh, I do have to mention so I watched the I think it's the 20th anniversary Blu-ray of this and it looks fucking terrible. Like, oh, I, I swear, on, I swear it
2: looks really good.
0: Oh, man, dude, yeah, I swear it's just an upkeep it, I from like... the DVD. I, I think it's just like an upkeep from the DVD or something like that, because it looks so bad. Like I popped in the Blu-ray, I'm like, did I put in the DVD? And I'm like, wait a minute, there is no it's not even a combo pack. It was the Blu-ray. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's like it looks really bad. Like, I love the aesthetic of this film. JP, you mentioned the aesthetic, like, you know, the, the period piece, it looks really well done. Like the costumes, the, the hair, the, the buildings, the, the grounds, everything like, and it's got like this kind of like almost black and white chromed out look to the film. It's like, got it's very, like
2: a very out yeah. gray color palette. And it's yeah, like the really palette is, neat. it's
0: Happy. very, it's very soothing to what the film is because it's such a dark film. So why not have that type of dark palette to it? It kind of makes sense.
3: I read um, that they spent 1.3 million on the set set. I town. believe it. That doesn't I'm, surprise me at all. Yeah, the set is pristine. But like that's really like that's good. what you
2: hire Tim Burton for, and honestly, like that's what like keeps this movie, I think, for me, like being like a movie that's at least like you know a decent movie, like because it's just so visually it's, nice.
0: Yeah, man, I, that's my favorite thing about this movie, man. There's two things that I love about this movie. Like, there's a couple kills. I think the headless horseman has done very, very well. The aesthetic of the film, the casting for the most part is is pretty good. But the the most interesting thing to me about the movie is the Christopher Walken character like the backstory like i would yeah. wa- rather watch that movie then yeah. watch this.
2: That, like, I think that's like the best part. Like when he's when um he's telling the story of when we get the visual of him getting killed and such like right yeah. at that, that's the highlight scene. I me. just
0: love it that he was like you know, he was sent to do a job, but he was just like there for blood. Like he's yeah. just a, no fucks. Like this guy he's is there just for straight carnage, man. Exactly. He didn't give a fuck what he was saying. he just wanted to kill. And I love that story. Like that's so mean spirited and so awesome. Like it's fucking it's gnarly because this guy's literally lopping heads off, man. It's crazy.
3: Yeah, and Walken has a cool look, too. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I I cannot believe that they got Christopher Walken to do that role, man. (laughs)
3: Like, it's just so crazy to me,
0: man. Like
2: That's another guy that'll do anything for a dollar in this day.
0: It's so bizarre. (laughs) Like it's such a crazy role for him to do it. Like it's it's fucking nuts, man. It's nuts. But yeah, like overall this movie has an insane cast. (laughs) It's crazy. Just like Mm -hmm. Mars attacks. Like it's nuts. And I guess in theory, like Beetlejuice looking back on the cast now, it's like, it's crazy. Like all Tim Burton's movies seem to have really normal.
3: Beetlejuice looks like it was probably
2: like, honestly made for like a modest budget. When yeah th- this one had a
3: fucking like hundred million dollar budget oh i could see that big time yeah
2: yeah you could see like yeah and then like edward scissors hands is probably like the step up from beetlejuice and like the next step in his budget
1: right yeah yeah
3: hmm. um i i think the violence is it i i think if if you had typically a film like this would be neutered right it wouldn't have like a lot of violence i think if you did dumb it down i think it wouldn't be like not a good movie
0: i think the violence is what saves it man it really does yeah the violence is good i mean this movie i think honestly i think it runs a little bit too long like it almost runs close to two hours i think they probably could have trimmed this down a little bit but there is there is a lot of violence and like it was shocking because like i said i hadn't seen the movie in probably over 20 years and i was i was kind of taken back by like how many on-screen decapitations there was and just just blood and, and gore and shit. i was like this is crazy man like i just i don't i just didn't remember it like that you know what i mean and it was just shocking for like a big kind of like hollywood film to you know be doing something like this in the late 90s i guess it still was the 90s i mean shit was kind of different back then but but yeah and like i mean the violence man if you if you dumb this down like made it by today's standards fuck. I don't know. I shouldn't even say today's standards. I mean, there's shit like terrifiers getting theatrical releases and that's just, that's just (laughs) bananas to me. Like that is fucking mind blowing. (laughs) Like that shit's in the theater. It's so violent. So gory, man.
3: Yeah. It Um, just, this film just feels more like a family film. Like it should be a family film. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's yeah. what's weird about it. But I think there is I mean, like there's is kids cool, versions
0: really. of the sleepy Hollow, like the headless horseman story, isn't there? Like there's, yeah, more there's PG a, versions, there's right?
3: the Disney. Um, yeah. And Mr. I Ted. think if right. I
2: saw this movie, though, like assuming I'm assuming eight year olds today, our brains aren't scrambled by like the pace of everything now. But I think if I would have seen this when I was eight, I would have thought this was really freaking cool. And this seems like like a really good movie. You could like, you know, adults could watch with like their eight year old and they can both appreciate different things about it.
0: Yeah. I was, I was 19 when this movie came out and I saw it then. And I was like, yeah, yeah I was like, shrugged my shoulders a little bit. I, I, I mean, like I said, I didn't hate it or nothing. I was, I think I was even taken back a little bit. No, by. you
3: were like eight.
2: <laughs> I was like fifteen when I saw it, like oh. for the first time. I was like, uh, yeah. wait a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah. I saw it when I was like a sophomore in high school. I remember. Yeah. Did Was this movie like a big success? Like, did it do well in the box did office?
3: 200 or? million.
0: Wow. So yeah. Pretty, pretty you know much probably. But i think everything that had johnny depp in it at the time was just murdering the uh box office though like i think i think if this movie didn't have johnny depp in it i bet you it wouldn't have done as well that's just my theory
3: yeah johnny i depp think johnny depp was just he was selling tickets
0: regardless of what he was in it's like you know there's always those act shows generational actors and, and, and those time actors and stuff where it doesn't matter what they're in they're just selling tickets
3: yeah yeah dude yeah he, like he, he 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 was pretty popular around this time. Dude,
0: huge, 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 huge. Like, I mean, mean, Edward Scissorhands made him a megastar. I can think of so many
2: insane movies he was in in the 90s. Like, Like, Edward Scissorhands made
0: made him a fucking... Holy shit, you know what I just realized? Johnny Depp worked with fucking Vincent Price and Christopher Lee. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's that's mind-blowing. Because he Chris Lee was in this and 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 uh Vincent Price was in uh which was or his last his movie hands. was Edwards in resistance. That's such a good role to go out on. Crazy dude. Like, yeah, but that perfect. movie made him a megastar. Like he was in a lot of shit, but like fuck, man, that movie just put him into stratosphere, man. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, that's actually pretty cool. That's a nice little uh, trivia question. <laughs> I don't know how you have <laughs> word it, but that's I'd never have thought of that until right now. It's crazy. Well, you think of like Vincent Price for us and like Christopher Lee you don't think of them in the 90s right, right? you just don't right. so you th- yeah. I think of them as like you know the, you know the 50s 60s and 70s and you know shit like that and all the shit they did obviously Christopher Lee had almost like a second career you know even in the 2000s it's crazy like m- like so many people from that generation know him from the Lord of the Ring movies and that's it like Star they don't Wars. know they Star don't Wars. Star Wars like they don't know him as fucking Dracula or this career that he had before pretty interesting so right fucking star wars and or man that guy's in such yeah big movies. that's like crazy like
2: my earliest like conscious memories of him are in star wars like him cutting off anakin's arm
0: <laughs> really crazy like yeah, i grew, that was I in, I grew like, up watching when that came out yeah see i grew up watching a lot of the hammer films and stuff right so i knew christopher lee quite well from you know scars yeah. of dracula and shit like yeah. dracula like those movies i watched so many times yeah,
2: I never saw those growing up. That's why it's like it's that's something. It's like it's having never seen these. It was actually tough for me to finally like finally like go oh. back and like watch movies like
0: that. I used to have like the Universal films and like the Hammer like on repeats, man. Yeah, Fuck. I always watched them. I love. I want to. I want to.
2: Like they're so short, and like uh, yeah. I'll get like I burn through them. Like whenever I get like whenever like the opportunity comes up.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Christopher Lee's an all-time goat man. <laughs> like, dude, just has presence, so many
0: man. roles. Presence, man. He's just he's got that screen presence. Like, like him and Vincent Price, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like fuck, it's just it's undeniable when they're on the screen, man. You, you can't stop. Like, sometimes I forget what I'm watching. Like, I'm just watching them and listening. It's crazy, menacing. But, yeah. uh, but Sleepy Hollow, man. What's uh, what you guys got on Sleepy Hollow?
3: Um, I mean, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty decent. It's, you know, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but I think it's a good movie. So like, it's
0: a fine movie that I enjoyed watching. It is man. It's got a lot of great elements. Like I said, it's casted well, it's got a great aesthetic to it. It's got great music from Danny Elfman, you know, it was produced by Francis Ford Coppola. You know, like this, yeah. this, this has a lot of names attached to it. Like, how could it go wrong? And I, I just think that there is certain things. I just think that the narrative is just, it's a little bit too much in the end and stuff. And like, I just, for some reason yeah, I just if feel you like you cut
3: out the flashbacks and the Christina Richie relationship. Oh God. Totally. You could have a better movie. You, you would you could have, have made it a little it more would, violent. And honestly it would be like 90 minutes too. So yeah, like, <laughs> a little bit more tense, a little more violent, a little bit more yeah. mysterious.
0: It's so true though, man. I feel like, you know, it's almost like comparable. Like we were talking about the, the Indian films with the song and dance, but I feel like that's kind of like a, a complimentary idea to, you know, the Indian films with these, um, these flashbacks. It's like, it's the same thing to me. It takes me right out of the fucking movie. You take those things out, you tighten up the film and it just works a lot better. Just like they, add the pacing, nothing. it throws the pacing off hardcore. Like, and then you get these slow ass scenes with Christina Ricci, like fuck her character is Just so it's so stupid. She does. She adds nothing. Like she just no.
2: heard. There's nothing that like even. <clears throat> there's like nothing that. It's so weird that like they're even like become love interests because there's like nothing that happens where like it shows them bonding or anything. She took care of him <laughs> when he got hurt. Like they're just like I love you. Okay. I like,
0: know. like, and it's funny too because so like so, it's like he's like double her age. Shit. He's like double her. I don't know what the ages are actually supposed to be in the film, but like. Christina Ricci in real life would have been. To be fair, like eighteen nineteen. T- like, she
2: would have been like eighteen in this movie. She was yeah, nineteen, like I think, because yeah, she was eighteen when she did that movie with uh Vinny Gallo, and I was like a year before for this. Right. Um. But yeah, like I mean, according like if you look at the stands of the times, it probably was like an age appropriate thing. Is oh
3: yeah, perverse <laughs> as that is. I mean, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like fourteen is age appropriate in yeah. seventeen ninety nine
0: yeah oh I didn't even really think of the time period totally yeah. right? like it was totally so, like, different because <laughs> people sense. used to get like, married
2: dude, like so fucking
3: too, young
0: yeah. like this
2: guy is like and like this girl lives in the fucking woods like where they like they have rough living out there this dude lives in fucking New York where there's like carriages and, well she also like, grew up <laughs> in
0: a rich like in a wealthy place though too like she wasn't you know
2: yeah so she's trying to get the fuck out of there like,
0: right yeah yeah but, but like, two different worlds two different worlds for sure yeah but yeah I, I just feel like it just totally takes me out of it man but like i said you know like i would what love to see the fucking, uh christopher walk the headless horseman character's story made into a movie that would be fucking great like yeah. just have that you know yeah. take that little five minute sweet. bit that they didn't make a whole narrative out of that oh fucking crazy yeah, he looks he looks evil as shit too, man. Those teeth. Shit. Yeah, he has a good look in this movie. But the tree they use, man. The tree that they use in this film was fucking gnarly looking. That it thing is, is designed is so cool. cool, man. Yeah. So Tim Burton, man. It, it's like something you would see probably in Beetlejuice. <laughs> you know, it's like it's crazy. This fits it's in the perfect.
2: gothic. It's like the real gothic <clears throat> version of Beetlejuice.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah I don't know man so 1999 I mean this is still very early kind of CG and stuff like that I feel like some of the shit in this movie is pretty well done I don't think the CG is horrible in this movie uh it's obviously gotten way better um yeah but I feel like I feel like it's not the worst but it's definitely noticeable in parts and I think there was I think there's one scene with the witch or whatever like that was that was like really bad It, it looked really fucking bad um i actually laughed oh yeah
2: about i it. know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. i actually I laughed about that and that trans-
0: yeah and i was like oh shit that looked pretty bad <laughs> so <laughs> but i mean some of the other stuff is kind of hidden through the design of the film too because it's kind of got like that dark gray monotone kind of or monochrome color to it and it, it's almost hidden in there it almost works well for it so it, Which is probably a better thing for the film. It but.
2: did like a really neat thing with like the tones, where like in a lot of the rooms were like just like this real like washed out gray, except mm-hmm. whatever like the focal point of the scene was, and it almost like used that to like highlight like your like the foot like the scene like as like almost like as like a lighting technique. It was really that I thought that was really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Like it, it used like its tones to show you like what it wanted you to focus on. I, that was neat to me
1: right
0: it just looks like it's it's uncomfortable it makes it look like it's you know like you, when you go outside it's very it's like moody super yeah. overcasted and it's just a shitty day and it just kind of brings down your mood and shit like that I feel like yes. that's like the whole the, the I mean it's the idea of the film too because it's very dark and stuff but I think it, it captures it very well that's what I kind of feel like it's just like an overcast and just it it, it works well for what he's trying to accomplish there but you yeah. know I mean again, you know, I've said what I had to say about the film. Like there's just certain things that I, there's certain things I like about the film There's uh, things I don't, but it's not a bad movie though. It's not a bad movie. So what do you, what do you give this one? Sacedo. Uh,
2: I will come in at a six on this one.
0: Um, I, I don't actually, I didn't actually write down a rating for this one. Um, I feel like I'm probably going to come in at, I just, you know, aesthetic alone. And so like, there's, there's a lot of things I do like, I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give this one a seven. Um, it, it's, it's kind of like where it is for me. So,
3: JP. and I also am at a seven. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Sleepy hollow from 1999. That's a wrap on that. All right, so that's going to conclude episode two forty. I was going to say one forty-one. Fuck two forty-one, <sighs> and we might be back with another show before the Italian. Italian horror month. Horror month. It just depends on how schedule works out. I'm supposed to be out of town this weekend, but I might not be going because we don't have a schedule. It's it's just a big fuck show. It's it's the life yeah. you gotta live when you have kids that play sports and you're always out of town for tournaments. It sucks. <laughs> it's yeah. <fucking> brutal, <laughs> dude. Like, ah oh man, it's it's so frustrating sometimes. But yeah, if we do this-
3: record it, it'll be our Halloween show. Um, if we don't, then we'll see you in Italian Horror Month.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm really hoping that we do get to record it because I'm actually looking forward to seeing the films that well, I've seen one of them so far. Um, but there's two that I have been looking forward to watching, so yeah but uh yeah so that's that's a wrap that's a wrap that's a wrap on episode 241 tyler thanks for stopping by once again
2: always a pleasure
0: yes it was a pleasure to talk some tim burton yeah that was that was a different type of show it's a different pace but yeah three different and kind of unique films like i mean really they're they're tim burton but they're all yeah different very different yeah. they're you all
2: very tim mean? burton and they're in all different ways
0: right it's crazy yeah. it's, it's kind of cool it's kind of cool so anyways uh yeah so that's uh that's going to do it uh and we'll check you guys next time big deuces, deuces. That's all,
3: folks.